0: You. Hello? What up, Jay? Oh my god. I'm on my way. I'm not far. I took the longest, most complicated way to get to your place.
1: Okay. I just wanted to make sure we're recording right we now. I just wanted to make sure you were alive. Yeah, I, I was worried. Yeah,
0: I'm alive. I just took the literally the longest way possible. Good. Uh, Scenic
1: rides um, are always fun. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was great. Then I looked down at the clock and I was like, oh shit, I'm running late.
1: Okay, as long as you're not, uh, you know, getting scraped off the 405, we're cool.
0: Yeah, I'm not roadkill. All
1: right, all right, good. We'll see I'll you. See
0: yeah. I'll see you in like 10, less than 10 minutes.
1: Sweet. We'll we'll okay. wait for you.
0: All right, cool. Bye. Thanks. bye.
1: <laughs> all right, folks, she's alive. <laughs> you're listening to Creative Writing, part of the Moto One Podcast Network, where we have lots of money, and fancy things. Stick around. All right. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but hopefully we got it resolved. This is the Creative Smelly Podcast. Welcome back again. We're 12 seconds into a new one, guys. I had done this whole crazy fade thing to get us all uh, up to speed and everything, but uh, something happened, so let's... uh Hope this this doesn't happen in the whole podcast. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? Uh, Welcome back to another fabulous week. This week is uh, the first week of... No, next week's the first week of May. This is the last week of May. This is the last week of May. I'm end of June.
0: It's the first day of May. I'm not,
1: yes. Welcome to May (laughs) Day. Just
0: lost 21 days. This
1: is May Day. (laughs) That always happens to me. On the 21st of every month, I go back in time. It's kind of weird. It's a phenomenon I hope no one ever has to experience. But um, yeah, welcome to episode. Anybody? Mm. I have no idea. It's the. uh, 179. You're pretty close. It's the. uh, Seven? Mark Marquez plus. Um, Johan Zarco plus Kenny Roberts minus three um, divided by J.D. Beach.
0: You lost me like three numbers ago. Right. <laughs>
1: some, some people are really going to do that. When you divide by J.D. Beach, there's no way it's the right number. <laughs> but because it's plus uh, Kan Onku times two squared- Squared. (laughs) can onky squared It's episode 177, everybody. Now I want to go in and like listen and write down all their names and go find out their numbers. Yeah, All the calculations. Yay. (laughs) We'll find out how good I am at math. Uh, I could be just a genius that just knows that because it's a weird thing in the back of my head. Or I could just be an idiot that just made up a bunch of uh, Mm -hmm. numbers in my brain, and they don't even equal anything. They equal negative. So welcome to the negative episode of Creative Writing Marceca Podcast. Um, We're going to have a little special guest tonight, Jay... We thought you were dead.
0: I am alive. Yeah, I am alive. My ass is sore as hell, though.
1: Well, that's what I you get for like going to the dom club. The, <laughs> I did the, like
0: 150 uh, miles carbon canyons before I got here. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, uh, we're here. Wig has actually showed up super early and uh, <laughs> oh, what? Help, help me, <laughs> for babe. Once. Yeah, help yeah. me prep. Uh, bathe the chicken and put it in the oven and do some potatoes. It's and now, so funny
0: because I'm usually here early. Like I know, I'm I know. usually
1: a little early. That's why I but was today. Worried. It was a lot early. Yeah, yeah. You. Were I was early. waiting
0: for you guys to call me because I was like, uh, they're going to be wondering.
1: I was screaming. I, I was like, Jay. <laughs> I, was, I was mfing you and all this stuff. Great stuff. It's pretty fun. Um, no, we recorded. We were recording you and we called you to make sure you're alive. I'm sure we'll drop it in this episode <laughs> at some point. But yeah. So Jay's alive. She was out carving canyons. Uh, <laughs> instead, of, she's like, "I don't want to record a pod. Guess what? Let me see. Sit on well, sit I usually in a stupid get here chair. Super
0: early, yeah. and then I'm bored. And I So I was like, I got off like two hours early. Hey, and thanks, because like, we write.
1: really like talking to you as a, on a personal <laughs> level. Now I know you're bored. Forget about it." <laughs> <laughs> just just carve canyons before you come yes, over. That's
0: way more interesting, you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you all dude, carve canyons or talk to some D-bag in his I had to to you
0: guys for like two hours on the podcast. Come on now. That's
1: true. <laughs> um, so yeah, tonight we got a fun show. We have a guest calling in. We're going to call him here in a couple minutes. Um, so while you guys do some fun banter, I'll give him a shout out. But uh, I'm sure we're going to talk NPC and... Oh, yeah, We love to brag about the weather, but not this week.
0: I'm so over it. I'm yeah. getting really tired of this bullshit. Uh,
1: dude, it rained yesterday, and then I took Spamala out when it didn't rain. It's supposed because supposed to rain Sunday, too. Yeah, well, it, sp- it rained last night, too.
0: It looks so like it's going to rain tonight. They canceled Sacramento and Lodi. Yeah.
1: Yeah, right. So last week's races didn't happen. I contacted so I got our... Got rained out. Yeah, did you? <laughs> I They rained out the hooligan... Um. Yeah, that was the Lodi Cycle Bowl, right? Is that yeah. what that was? Yeah. So, yeah, I contacted the winners of the uh, Sacramento Mile Tickets by Law Tigers, America's Motorcycle Lawyers, and we talked to them, and uh, made I made sure they understood that um, it, it was rained out. <laughs> it was rained out, and uh, they're still going to honor the tickets on the future date. And uh, Jay's playing a harmonica. I didn't know you could play the harp. <laughs> um, so oh, yeah, don't, don't worry about those tickets. They, uh, they're they going to honor them. August 10th, I believe, is the new date. And uh, turns out there was a draw off, as you remember, between a couple people that submitted there, and so I don't feel so bad for the guy that uh, didn't get tickets because now he really didn't miss out out on anything, and I'm going to send him uh, some stickers and a cute little uh, note anyway, so win-win for him. Um, So yeah, I went out, um, I can't go out in the rain and spamla because uh, she'll disintegrate just a just a heavy dew factor, you know, an over, no, over, overnight well, dew. because you don't,
0: already don't have brakes, right? So you'd be slipping inside. Yeah, and
1: well, I don't even place. have brakes, but she also she's raw metal, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So just leaving her out overnight if it's a dewy night. I've come out before and it looks like – I was like, when did I paint her brown? Oh, <laughs> let me get out the sander.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's shine like her like, back up. <laughs> that's how it is where I am too because when I got my bare metal tank um, and then it's like – Around eight o'clock, you don't realize it when you're outside, but when I was in the garage working on the other bike, and I come out, and I was like, "Man, I have rust already!" <laughs> I yeah. Just put the tank on. Well,
1: you live by the ocean too, so just the yeah. ambient air they're not is salty. That close to the ocean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Until you get a, a couple miles inland, if you feel the ocean breeze, you're getting that salt. Which, when I went to Hawaii, was it last year or the year before? Like, dude, people's anything outside is just mm-hmm. falling apart. Like people's cars look basically yeah. like they do in Minnesota. Because the amount of salt in the air is just like having yeah. salt all over the roads. It's crazy. People's uh, they had refrigerators and washers and dryers like outside, and they were just like disintegrating. And yeah. it's like they must it's have snarly. to get new stuff every. And Hawaii, even if we go in the interior, the islands are so small. You're always hitting that ocean yeah. breeze. So I'm sure I'm I sure your stuff would who lived rest in pretty Hawaii quick.
0: And they would get like the rooms would get moldy and stuff from all the moisture. In <laughs> yeah.
1: There. The dude where we stayed, the house was on the um the North shore Mm -hmm. and the winter before we went. So it wasn't last summer. It was the summer before the winter. He said the swells were like 80 feet high. Like the North shore is like where all the crazy surf competitions Mm -hmm. and stuff are the big waves and all that stuff. And we were up off the beach about, uh, 25 or 30 feet up a hill. And that looked out over the beach and in the bedroom windows you could see where on the wall like water had rushed in and like he had his house (laughs) tied to the front of his truck holy and he had his truck parked up on he had like some weird beams running like huge beams running under his house out so and he then just he
0: start the truck and drive. Yeah, if it well he pulled the, he pulled
1: the truck over it and then he set two ton. He was like a construction dude and he set these big water barrels that are full of water so that if a car smashes into them, mm. he's like these things weigh like a thousand pounds when they're full of water. So he put like four or five of them across the beams that he brought. He's like, dude, I basically had to anchor my house to the ground Sam. because he's like. He's like this cliff that I live on. <laughs> last month wasn't a cliff. It went out to the sea, but those huge waves He'll came have in his and just carved Dude, he will. <laughs> so, it's no joke when the salt water comes it, over there, it comes hard. So, um speaking of which i feel like there's a joke in that i was just gonna say (laughs) speaking of which let's uh let's get into some i'm gonna call somebody right now you guys banter among yourselves i love i love this part of the show where i just tell you guys to do and then
0: we just rustle around i need to plug some chargers
1: in (laughs) jay you're always plugging chargers in what is with you i'm gonna your nickname should be charger what (laughs) is that what do you think of that
0: I guess I. You should see all the cables I carry with me. I have like ten different cables because everything is like a different type of cable.
1: Right. So we have on the show with the since since you guys didn't come up with anything catchy in like twenty seconds, I'm gonna go ahead and say we we're calling somebody tonight. We have an interview tonight. Um, the guest on the phone, his name is. Well, you know what? I do this every time. I always I always ruin it by saying what people do and then you know say their <laughs> names. So. Instead of that, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Tell us what you, your name and what you do and why we're calling you tonight.
2: Um, okay, yeah. So uh, my name is Matthias Sabeta and I, I actually just turned 42 last uh, Thursday, May 16th. Is, Happy, uh, birthday. Birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. Happy uh, <laughs> birthday. Sucks being middle-aged, but you know, got to live with it. <laughs> hey, it, and also
1: in this day and age, forty-two is basically like the new like seventeen.
2: Yeah, as long as you're uh, living your best life. That, that's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the stuff I didn't get to do when I was younger, so it's great. There right. you go. That's what matters. That's, that's the way I look at it. Um, so I'm 100 percent service-connected veteran, so I'm basically retired. So I know I'm I'm actually uh, I'm really lucky to be able to live the life that I live and have the time. And the money to be able to do the things that I want to do. Right, especially when so. it involves motorcycles. Like that's the best. Exactly, and I am also lucky enough to be married to a wonderful wife. We've been married for what six years now. Going think, on six years. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> sounds,
1: and, about, sounds about right.
0: Um, yeah, I think so.
2: <laughs> She's sitting right here. She's not mad.
1: He's but. like,
0: right, right, <laughs> six years, honey.
2: Yeah, but uh, no, I'm lucky to have. I'm lucky enough to have a wife who. Um, supports my riding hobby um and my racing hobby she she doesn't seem to to be bothered too much by it whereas i know i know other other guys they they get in relationships and you know the, the wife or the girlfriend starts to worry about their safety and
0: motorcycles the
2: first thing to go yeah yeah exactly so and it was actually my wife who convinced me to buy a motorcycle oh so. dude
1: oh yeah definite That's keeper a, yeah i was just gonna say that is a
0: keeper
2: <laughs> i could see
1: this uh, we're gonna call you in 50 years on your 56th anniversary does
0: she have her own yet
2: <laughs> she will not get on a motorcycle i I about a week ago, I put her on the back seat and tried to drive around the block and we made it about 20 feet and she's ready to turn around and come home and jump off.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, well, once we find out what you do on motorcycles, it'll all come together and make sense.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, by trade, I'm a mechanic. I graduated from Denver automotive and diesel college in 2006, uh, with honors and a degree in automotive and diesel technology. Man, congrats. And, uh, so I worked for a diesel. I worked as a diesel mechanic for a long, long time in Colorado. Um, but you know, being in the military and stuff, and I had some injuries and some physical issues pop up with my back and my knees and my neck. And I started getting, um, I started getting bulging discs in my spine Ooh. and some nerve pain. So I had to, I, I backed off on the work for a little bit, and then um, I actually lucked out because I started going to the VA for treatment. And then the doctors started doing x-rays and blood tests, and they, a bunch of stuff came back. N- nothing serious, but um, all this stuff popped up. And um, just, just by chance, I just happened to get lucky and get my full service connection benefits uh, by 2012. So I'm basically living as a retired veteran, right. and, and, and I'm very lucky to do so because there's a lot of veterans who have the same stuff going on as I do, or they have worse
1: after all of that, how did where where are you coming to us now? Where are you at right now?
2: Well, where I'm at right now, I'm just like I said. I'm happy to you know I I'm a homeowner in California. Um, oh my god, you must be a millionaire.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: not a millionaire. I was just lucky enough to be able to get my benefits on a VA loan and keep my credit score high. So, in this day and age, I think you know being able to sustain good credit is is a major major tool to be able to to have an advantage in this society you know and it's it's almost a necessity um but yeah so how i got here today with you guys is um like i said you know about about three or four months ago my wife asked me hey didn't you used to race because i used to race dirt bikes and um go-karts when i was little you know i did a lot of off-road riding and racing and i did you know um in 2012, I moved to Kansas and I actually, uh, my cousin lives in Kansas and he's a Navy veteran and he owns his own business. And, um, when I moved out there with him, he, you know, I started racing and riding motocross with him and his kids. And so we all did that together as a family. And uh, it was actually my cousin who taught me how to ride motorcycles and got me into motorcycles ever since I was a young, young guy. Cause my, my parents would never, my dad wouldn't let me, my dad would not buy me a motorcycle. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, every time I asked him to buy a motorcycle, every Christmas, no, son, I don't want you to end up being a vegetable, you know, it's right? that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but it was my cousin who got me into riding motorcycles and dirt bikes. And, uh, you know, it was always, Hey, if you're going to ride with me, wear your gear all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, cool. At least you got like good instruction then, you know, when (laughs) I was a kid, it was like, Hey, let's hop on these and see if we can do wheelies. And like, we didn't have helmets or anything, Mm -hmm. you know?
2: Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's eighties kid, right? Yeah, exactly.
3: yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was just out of respect for my cousin teaching me to ride, it's a rule that I always have when you jump on a bike. You know, make sure you have all your gear and, and ride safe. Don't you know? And you and you should come back alive at the end of the day. It's mm-hmm. simple as that. But um, so yeah, about about what is it about four? No, it was last September. Um, I went and bought a motorcycle, uh, a little Ninja 400 street bike. Sweet. And it was, a, it was the first street bike I'd ever. Ridden. So I had to, it took me some time to transfer my dirt riding skills to a street bike. Cause obviously, you know, you can't ride a street bike the same way that you can a dirt bike. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> it
0: does help set you up. Cause I started on dirt bikes and there's certain skills that helped. Like, um, like when I hit patches of gravel, I don't freak out cause I'm used to that feeling. So it does – it's That's not right. the same – it doesn't translate the same, but it still, I think, does supplement your riding skills.
1: Yeah. You learn with the bike – when it wiggles underneath
0: you, yeah, you're not going <coughs> to yeah, fall over I, right away. Yeah, for me, it built built my confidence for sure yeah. be, starting on dirt bikes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it definitely does. But I, I think the
2: hardest thing for me – when I started riding street was to lay off of the back brake because I learned very quick. Yes, I
0: did (laughs) we were just recently talking about that, that I was just constantly going through rear brakes. And then once I took a riding course, they're like, why are you not using your front brake? And I literally, it took me like two or three months to train myself out of it because I had been riding for several years on the street and I just developed that bad habit.
2: Yeah,
1: well, when
0: you're on dirt, yeah, yeah, when you squeeze the front.
2: It can be dangerous too. exactly. Because you're because you know you lock up the brakes, obviously yep. you're losing traction. So,
1: and on dirt, yeah. if you lock, you know, you squeeze the front, you usually wash it out. Yeah, you don't you know? want to do that. It's the
0: opposite. <laughs> exactly.
2: Right. Yeah. Exa- exactly. Yeah. You just kind of got to be careful. So, but yeah, it, t- it took me some time to to transfer my skills to street. And then what happened? It's just interesting. The way that I got into sidecar racing was just I I don't know. It's it like fell into my lap out of the sky because. Um, I live here in Rancho Cordova, and it's, you know, Sacramento is a big city, but... We we only have two cycle gears here, you know, whereas opposed to Southern California, I'm sure there's a cycle gear. Oh in one man, county, I or probably one in L.A. Yeah,
0: no in one. San Diego. We took a trip up the coast, and I, we needed. I my bungee broke my cargo bungee, and so I was like, oh, okay, we can just find a cycle gear, and we could not for the life yeah, of us. Find- <laughs> there's like there's at least
1: like six of them between there's here like and San Diego three by my house. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, in Sacramento, there's only two, and I just happen to live by. One of the other cycle gears that's here in, in Rancho Cordova, uh, the one on Olson Drive, and um, yeah, I went in there one day to—I don't remember what I was buying. Um, oh, I think I was looking at—I was looking for some gloves or something. And <laughs> and you walked out I, you know, with the
1: sidecar. What the well, heck? <laughs> that's
2: that's the crazy thing. Yeah, I went I went in to go buy buy something for my bike. I can't remember exactly what it was. And uh, the manager there. Uh, Victor very friendly guy talkative awesome dude and he was just like hey man he's like have you ever heard of sidecar racing and I was like you know what I'm not gonna lie I I have but I don't know anything about it I've only seen it on tv a man you know I've seen motocross sidecar racing that's right that stuff looks pretty crazy but what you're talking about I I don't know (laughs) anything about and he's like well he's like He's like, do you want to be, do you want a monkey? Would you, would you be interested in monkeying for a guy? And I was like, okay, sure. You know? And he, he gave me, he gave me this guy's number. his is uh, the, the guy, his name is Roy James. That's the guy that I race with and Roy is, Oh God, I'd say I, he won't tell me his age, so I don't want to bust him out, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's somewhere between uh, 30 and a
2: hundred. He's old enough to remember the V2 rockets coming in. Oh, no kidding. In the UK. UK. So we'll just say that he's, he's old enough to remember being a child and, and the not, and the Germans trying to, trying to bomb the English. Right. Mm. And, uh, so he's telling me some some about some of that and I just you know, his he's got some stories, but um and
1: Andy's British, which makes him like two percent more crazy.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty much. Well <laughs> yeah, so I met Roy. He gave me Roy's number, I met Roy and uh called Roy up and, and uh we talked for a little bit and, and you know, Roy just kinda started talking to me about about the the sport and how it works and um, what to expect and stuff like that, you know? So, you know, I, of course I had to go get my full set of leathers, right. um, and, uh, all, you know, make sure that my, that my helmet was, um, what's the other, uh, Snell approved right. for the track. Right. And, you know, so I had to, I, I had to make sure that I had all the gear and everything. So I got all that together and then it was, uh, I, I want to say it was maybe February or March, we did our first, we did our first test and tune, over here at um button willow and and we had some issues with the bike and you know i had told roy that i was a mechanic before but he didn't i I don't really think he had thought anything of it but so when we were out there doing the testing (laughs) he was having issues getting the bike started and i was i was kind of skeptical because i'm like you know is this is this thing really gonna run or (laughs) what's going on here man because you know i mean and he was just like, well, I can't figure what's out, what's going on. And then, so you know, I just kind of started getting in there and getting my hands on the bike, and I figured out that it was the kickstand switch oh. that was that was yeah. not letting the bike start. So we had to bypass that, and then we got the bike running. So we were able to get out on the track. But then, but then we had a problem in the front with the forks. That, you know, there was a shimmy, and he wasn't he wasn't too sure about running the bike. And so he was like, you know, I don't think we're going to test in tune today. I'm going to have to go get the shimmy worked out and do some other things and, and figure out what's going on. I, I think the shifting linkage was messed up, too. So they had to readjust that. Um, but we, we did get the bike running after we bypassed the kickstand switch, which was the most important thing. So we had some minor issues with the bike. And uh, it, it was it was quite a journey just to, just to get the bike running. But we right. did it. And, um, once I, st- once I got to know Roy and started talking to Roy, I got more comfortable and figuring out who he was. And uh, the guy's been racing since he was 19 years old in the UK. He start he started on solos. Right. And, um, he's, he's, he's actually raced the Isle of Man, which oh. is probably the only, the only person I've ever met in my life who has successfully completed an Isle of Man TT race.
1: Right. Sidecar? Uh, was,
2: uh no, he did oh, it on okay. two wheels. Okay and the crazy thing about Roy is he was telling me he was like yeah when I started racing when I was 19 but my dad didn't want me to race so I had to I bought my my first motorcycle when I was 19 and I had a shed that I built in the in the in the yard and I would go and store my bike in there and hide it and I think it lasted for about a week until my dad found out and then he was he was super mad at me, right. <laughs> and he was like, "You know, but what? But what were my parents going to do? I was already nineteen years old, and I had already raced, so yeah. <laughs>
3: and, uh, <laughs> already uh, raced
2: he, the Isle of Man." Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, he's
2: he's a, he's a character. Yeah, and a, and a very interesting guy.
1: Hey, I, I uh, speaking of that, I want to back up a little bit here because we kind of dropped into the uh, you have a sidecar, mm-hmm. but we didn't talk about what in the heck you're in cycle gear, and right. what what about you made this guy think, Hey, this guy looks like a good monkey. Like what the heck, <laughs> like, where did that come from? He just walk over to you and ask you if you want to monkey a sidecar and then gives you guys a guy's number. What on earth made him wonder that? Do you, uh, I mean, what, um, what were well, you looking at? I have to know, like, how did that happen?
2: Yeah. It's just, it, it was just crazy because you know, he, he, uh, Victor was like, he was like, Hey, you know, again, he was like, Hey, have you ever heard of sidecar racing? And I'm like, I've seen it, but I don't know much about it. And he's like, well, Hey, look, you know, this guy asked me to be, a, to be a monkey cause he needs a monkey. I got you. And I, he's like, but I can't do it. Cause you know, obviously I have to work here on the weekends and I don't have full leathers and I'm, you know, it's, that's not really something that I can, that I, that I can get into.
3: Right.
2: And he was like, but I figured maybe you would want to do it. And Victor and I are about the same size. You know, I'm not a big guy. I'm, I'm, I'm five, six and a half, maybe five, seven. And I'm about that, that's giant.
1: That's giant to me. <laughs> I'm four I'm two. About, I'm four two and three quarters on a good day.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm uh yeah. I'm about I'm about 150 pounds. So I, I'm I'm little and I'm light. And I think that's I think that's one of the main things about doing sidecar racing is because those rigs are so small and there's not much room to move around on the platform. You're right. It it, it kind of helps to be it kind of helps to be to be a smaller sized person i guess you I think could say it sounds
0: like this would be a perfect sport for me to get into yeah yeah for <laughs> sure. oh yeah cuz i'm i'm um, a, a lot shorter and smaller too
1: well, luckily uh luckily most sidecar people are always looking for a, a swinger yeah, yeah i would
0: do that oh, it looks like fun they
1: get broken off pretty often
0: i know some some
1: dirt guys though so if you need if you want to get on one
0: i would love to i'll try it (laughs) yeah
2: but i mean that and that's what that's what victor was telling me he was like you know he's like "It, it may be something that you'll love and it may be something that you'll hate you know and it's like anything else in life you know but also victor knew that i was an army veteran and of course me being an army veteran you know us veterans were we're we're kind of crazy. We, mm-hmm. we do crazy stuff. So, <laughs> right. We're always looking for that next adrenaline rush, yes. right? Um,
1: uh, so, so I think it,
2: that's I think that's what it was. Yeah, that, that, it, that, that makes that more figure. sense. He
1: sees you. He says, "This guy looks perfect," because like that doesn't that conversation doesn't just come up at the every cycle. I thought at first I was like, "Oh, he maybe he wanted to make a leathers sale," and then I was like, "Well, there has to be something else to it." But now it makes that makes a little more sense, right? I mean, how, how <laughs> many people
2: how many people had walked in? That day before me, and I mean, he didn't say anything to anybody else. You know, that mean, energy, got-
0: man. You, people just know. You know,
2: yeah. it's just I just got lucky. I mean, when you're a monkey, you're a monkey. Yeah, I, yeah it's, uh, honestly, I, I believe in life. Everything is about timing. There's, mm-hmm. it's just it's everything is timing, and and when that opportunity comes along, you got to take it. Mm. Don't don't let it go. Yeah. Right. And, Right. And as soon as he and as soon as he told me, he was like, I know you love riding. He's like, would you want to race? And I've I've always wanted to race my whole life either. You know, I used to drag race with my neighbor when I was in in the military in Alabama. My neighbor had a drag racing car and we would take his car out to the drag strip every weekend and get that thing running. And is this there's nothing like racing. There's nothing like the sound of a high performance motor ripping down the track and the adrenaline that you get from The octane, just it's like octane going through your veins, yeah, like mainlining. mining and race
1: and race fuel smells so good. I love, I love walking through the pits at the Corsa just to smell, (laughs) you know, all the different octanes. Um, Oh, yeah. So, you said his side stand switch wasn't working, which makes me want to talk about the types of bikes because you had sent me a video um, from Jay Leno's garage that uh, one of the that featured, uh, I think, a couple of few laps at Willow Springs. So uh, the fact that they kind of talked about the different types on that video makes me wonder, were you guys racing vintage side cars or are they like formula side cars or, or like, I, I don't really know that. I know the difference on like such a base level. So can you tell us about that and tell us what you guys are racing?
2: Yeah. So, um, so the, the way it works is, um, is there's we're actually an association it's it's the sra west which is the sidecar racing racers association west and um i know you were talking to me about betty yeah lady 15 which is betty is actually the i think she's the vice president of the sra west and then there's another guy and you may or may not know his name he's pretty well known in the racing industry his name is bill becker and he is a master mechanic and fabricator welder he 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 actually builds sidecar rigs from scratch oh wow and he he does all the fabrication for the frames and everything so um it's it, it's pretty big it it's bigger than a lot of people think it is and it's it, like when i saw it, when I saw it on Jay leno's garage, I was like wow this is this is really." I mean, this is really something that people are into, you know. I mean, it's, it was really cool to see, and um, so yeah. the, the different the different sidecars. So um, the SRA West, it's it's just a bunch of different sidecar racing teams, and um, there's three classes that we have, and like you were saying, you saw you know you saw the vintage on on Jay Leno's Garage.
1: Yeah. And no, I, I've seen some of the vintage stuff too through um through the Arma group that like my friends are part of. And they're basically just motor a regular motorcycle that's a little bit modified, but it's basically just a motorcycle and then it has like a separate little sled attached to it. I mean it's basically you could make it out of any motorcycle, and then they just put like kind of square tires on them and stuff. Um some of the other rigs I've seen out at the uh, the Corsa look like you know jet fighters though and when and when they have their bodies off i mean they sound just freaking awesome but when the bodies are off I don't know if you'd actually realize what you're looking at. Are, like, is this some sort of cart, like, or a go kart, like, or is this a k- formula car? Like, it looks. I
0: remember, so, yeah, when I first like a saw because I had no. I just recently found out about this, and when I saw it, I was like, "What the mm-hmm. hell is that?" I didn't. No, you're guess. right.
2: When you pull the fairings off, it looks like a hunk of metal with an engine and some wheels. I yeah. Mean.
0: <laughs>
1: and it's pretty. Like the engineering on them is pretty gnarly, and so you might even have the motor behind the you know the driver the pilot and, and the monkey
2: so well, well, I'll talk, well I'll get into that so you're asking about the different classes so we have so we have three different classes we have the vintage and then we have the formula two and then we have the formula one so and then I'll, now let me explain to you what the difference is so obviously you know we were talking about the vintage a lot of the vintage motorcycles are um, early model, uh, race car you know motorcycles from the from the 50s on through the 70s and the 80s or whatever and all, most of them in the vintage class most of the most of the motorcycles and the sidecars are a front leaning sidecar you know which means so basically the passengers laying down head first when they're going into left turns and then vice versa you know they got to climb all the way over the back tire or when they're going into the right turns. Right.
1: And they're, that, they're right up there, like almost parallel to the, you know, to the rider.
2: It, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that, the, yeah, that's, that's, that's the major difference between the vintage is that the, most of the sidecars are a, a head forward passenger sidecar. It's, and it's, again, it's, that's what makes the sport po- so bizarre is to see that. Now, when you get into the formula Two or the F2 sidecars, these are what are you, what you call the short cars. And this is what Roy and I race. This is the class that Roy and I are in. And the F2 cars are shorter. It still retains the look of a motorcycle, but the tires and the brake, but the tires and the brakes look like they're from auto racing. It doesn't, it doesn't look anything like what you would see on a regular motorcycle. Um,
1: yeah, they're like yeah, they're really fat. They almost look like a little SCCA uh, touring car.
2: Yeah, or something that you would put on like a sprint car. Like you know what I mean? Like a little fat sprint yeah. car or something. Yeah, like
1: that. I can't tell what I'm looking at one. I can't tell what size the wheels are, but yeah, they're they're huge, but they are small.
2: right. Yeah, wide tires and a small diameter. Yeah. Um so so the Formula 2 is mostly restricted to a 600 cc engine but the sra west um will also let a thousand cc engines run because they want to try to keep it they want to try to be able to let them keep pace with the formula one sidecars. now now we're getting into the formula one so the formula one sidecars; those are the longer cars that you see uh, out on the track um and like you were talking about the engine being behind the, the, the rider and the passenger. Yeah. The, the the, and the passenger. I'm looking now, at one.
1: Way- I don't know who number 21 is on the SRA site, but right on the, the banner image is one. And you can tell the air scoop is behind the, the pilot. And so I know the motor has to be back there or they wouldn't have the, uh, the air scoop behind them.
2: Yeah. That's that. So that, so that's the difference between your three classes. You have the, you have the vintage, then you have the F two short cars, which is what, you know like i said roy and i race the short car and also lady if you look at lady 15's car compared to the to the other car that you're looking at she, she's also in the short car class Two, Our rf2 car the 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 powerhouse is a 2004 no it's a 2016 kawasaki 636 okay motor so we're running a 600 in ours but lady 15 she runs a suzuki 1000 gsxr 1000 yeah, that's, that's her powerhouse. So uh, you know, obviously, of course, her car is going to have a little bit more power and and speed than ours. Um,
1: Are, is it unlimited what you can do to them though? Because I mean, uh, you can wick a lot of power out of a 600, even even with that you know 400 CC oh, yeah. difference. I
2: mean, well, like Roy was telling me, you know, back back in the back in the 60s and the 70s, before all this technology, they would take a motor out, pull it apart, and bore it bore the cylinders out until the walls were like paper thin, you know <laughs> what I mean? And,
1: the cylinders but, are touching each other on the, <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, like, you know, that's how we used to get power out of these machines because we didn't have the technology back then that, yeah it's around nowadays and you can see the piston going up and down (laughs) It blew my mind because i'm imagining this motor with like a hole in the cylinder right you can see the cylinders like
1: yeah that's i mean like you can can, can see the piston through the adjacent cylinder right like it's so (laughs) paper thin
2: yeah and it's like you know how how is the case not blowing up or right apart you know but yeah i mean so that's what they used to do back back before you know all this new technology came out and stuff, but yeah, I mean, there are things you can do to the engines, of course, you know, uh, pull off the governor, um, you know, just, uh increase, increase the size of the coil wires, better spark plugs, you know, stuff like that and getting a better air intake inflow. Um, and of course, you know, like the, the radiators and the coolant systems in those things, it's not like a regular motorcycle. It's a very, the way they're the way they're set up and, and put together is just very technical, technically advanced, I guess you could say. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's 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 not a motorcycle. It's it's not something you'd go into Kawasaki and buy and mm-hmm. drive off the floor. I mean, these, yeah. These,
0: these do you know how, high, how long this has been? This has
1: uh, ex, uh, existed. Hey, uh, interestingly enough, because the Isle of Man's coming up, we're going to do a little Isle of Man. Uh, trivia later maybe but sidecar racing has been a part of isle of man since 1923 and so i know sidecars were around in the 20s i mean hell after world war one they probably were like hey we have some of these like old war sidecars let's let's race them as soon as there was two (laughs) of something yeah they race it so i'm sure it's been the 20s
2: if if you go look at some of those old photos i mean these guys are crazy they're wearing like leather helmets mm-hmm. and and yep. goggles right yep. yeah that's what roy told me he was like you know when i used to rate when i started out racing our helmets were like football helmets with like foam inside <laughs> yeah you know and i mean he's like you know so if you crash and you go down and you hit your head you're not you're not walking away from right. that right <laughs> um, it just blew my mind to hear that because i'm like you know you got these guys on these machines that you know probably like you said saw action in 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 war yeah you know you don't know how well the frames are built or how long they're gonna how well they're gonna hold together but you got these guys i mean i'm just picturing guys running a motorcycle 160 170 miles an hour down the track with a leather helmet and goggles. that's just (laughs) insane it's like
1: right we're looking, we're actually, we got the Jay Leno video that you sent us in the background. Now, Jay Leno's garage did a little uh, a piece on sidecars, and he's got an old Beamer, uh, 750 it looks like, and it's got drum brakes, it's got a Earl's fork, and basically the sidecar is just a tiny little piece of aluminum that the passenger sits on with their, he- like you said, head forward right there. And this thing, it doesn't look, um, looks
0: like, a, like an egg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically the, oh, it really does.
1: yeah. And so, I, I mean, you're, we're talking about drum brakes. We're talking about Earl's forks. We're talking about like such funky handling and design on these little, you know, the old vintage ones. And then, so on the new ones, the suspensions and all that stuff, the design on those, do they even use forks? Are they, do they have a suspension?
2: Yes, we do have a suspension, it, 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 but, you know, as in racing, it's a stiff suspension. So, yeah. I mean, a- any any tiny little bump or groove in the track, you feel it, yeah. and it goes right up into your body. And, um, I mean, you know, uh, Willow Springs was my first race last month ever in a sidecar.
1: Oh, no kidding!
2: Um, it was just, it, it blew my mind just how technical these machines are and how technical they need to be to be able to run around a track like that because it's i mean it, it, it's a lot of abuse yeah on the and and because you can feel it as as a as a as a passenger and and a pilot a, any little any little turn any little change in speed you feel it and right it, 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 I, it, I was getting slammed around the whole weekend in the back. (laughs) You know, know, every time Roy came in, he was like, you know, I was trying to take it easy on you, but there's only so much I can do when I'm going into turns and coming out on the straights. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's of course, you know, that's why there's handles there for me to hold onto. So I can kind of brace myself.
1: Yeah. Well, and the whole chassis and everything, like what do these things end up weighing?
2: Oh, oh gosh, I guess I should have researched that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm guessing it's at least, uh, Uh, at least a motorcycle so i'm gonna gonna guess at least three or four hundred pounds but then you got like the whole because there's not actually much uh from the ones because will becker he's on um you know he's in this video and i'll put this uh, in the show notes so people can just click on it uh from the episode and it'll take them right to the the youtube video that you sent me but we're looking at a still shot here and like you said the hoosiers on the front look like they came off a A sprint car or like a little SCCA spec racer, right? Right. And that chassis is just so nuts. The freaking exhaust comes out underneath Mm -hmm. the the pilot (laughs) up in the front.
2: (laughs) And, And that's that's where we get into Bill Becker because he's the one who builds these frames. I mean, it's not like you know, it's not like it's not like off road racing or NASCAR where you can go and buy buy a roll cage and you know, you, you build the car around it. I mean, these things are built from the ground up,
1: right? And, and all the brake ducting that I see in here, and all, uh, yeah, the tires—it looks like it came so off an old BMW or something. Yeah. And the the brake ducting, and just the way the suspension even looks like it works, It looks you
0: like, know? like a spaceship uh, structure. The, yeah, the, the chassis. Yeah.
2: No, it really does. It's it. They're just. It's so bizarre. It's. I mean, you you have to see it in person to 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 feel the full experience of what these what these F1 bikes are capable of doing, you know. That's really cool.
1: Right. Yeah. And it looks like from this shot that we have this overhead shot, luckily Jay Leno's garage did a really good job of filming it. But they from did. The, for the overhead shot it looks like the uh, headers instead of, you know, on your normal motorcycle engine, they wrap down and go back behind you. Well, these just point straight forward and the, basically the pilot gets to sit on the exhaust pipe and it comes out in front.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so. that's, that's, that's how you do it. When you, when you take the, when you take the fairings off of these bikes, there's nothing underneath of it. It's yeah. pure, pure motor. Pure exhaust, pure brakes, pure wheel. I mean, you can, the whole bike is. You can see everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm guessing. Even though it looks pretty massive, there's not a lot of weight. Not too much more weight to these things than you know, maybe a a stock. I don't know. I'm gonna guess like a stock a uh, thousand or something like that. I, you know.
2: I would. I would have to guess that they that they weigh at least under 600 pounds wet. Yeah. Total. I mean. You know, cause I, it looks, it, it looks like it would be a heavy machine, but then again, you got to remember everything's made out of aluminum, so. right?
1: And fiberglass. And basically uh, yeah. once you take that big, what looks like a big fairing and you realize there's not much underneath it, that mm-hmm. thing is just there to keep the wind yeah. going by to keep all of whatever weight there is super streamlined. <laughs> so. Right.
2: Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. Whenever Roy and I have to do work on the bike since I'm the young, since I'm the youngster, I'm the guy who always has to pick it up so that he yeah. can put uh, rocks under it to, li- to, to keep it off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's-, it's 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 light enough for me to pick up, and and you know again I'm not a big guy, so yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it's they're 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 really light for for the, for the size of the machine and how it looks with the fairings on, race ready. They're really really light, high performance machines, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah
1: they look super awesome what was it like your your first race just happened you've had some test and tunes but your first race was last month you say
2: last month yeah was it I'd...
1: was it at willow springs
2: yes it was
1: was it for yeah. the corsa was i mean the arma races that were out there was the arma yeah. yeah it was for arma
2: yeah Crazy. and arma is such a great organization because they love having us so right it's, it's always nice to, to be with arma because they love the sidecar racers because i it, i mean aside from the solos i mean we bring audiences out to the track and and a lot of these people that come to watch the races are people who've never even been out to the track to see a motorcycle race right which is which is a great thing you know and they actually
1: just showed uh the clip out at Willow Springs which means you know our friend Brady Walker who puts on the Corsa which is the you know the that leg of the Arma um series when it comes through yeah, here his yeah.
0: voice is pretty memorable yeah yeah he's <laughs> he's, he's, he's a voice. funny
1: dude so yeah. It, there was just uh, some footage of it hucking through the Omega at uh, Willow Springs. What was it like? Um, I mean, testing tune is one thing and I'm sure he's ripping and trying to get you used to it and let you find your feet on that thing. But what was your actual first race like? What was it like to go out there and actually be, you know, this is the real deal competition and we're going to be hauling some serious ass. So you know, if oh. you, if you go off, you're off. Right. Well,
0: and also like you're not strapped in, right. You're just holding on with your hands. So you <laughs> you could potentially <laughs> fly off how often do people fly off?
2: Um, so yeah, we'll get into that. So, so I'll answer the first question first. The, so my first race at Willow Springs, um, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was nervous the whole drive up there. Or, well, I guess down there <laughs> from, from Sacramento when, when Roy picked me up that morning, you know, um, just I, I i was asking him just questions nonstop. hey you know what 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 do i do when this happens what do i do when this happens where where do you need me to be and you know just
0: yeah
2: whatever you need help with let me know you know as is is if, if the bike is going to be if if there's any problems with the bike if there's any mechanical issues are we going to be able to work them out what tools do you have? you know, just, I was nervous the whole way. Cause I didn't, I, I, <laughs> right. I really wasn't sure what to expect. So, you know, we get down to the track, um, and I didn't know this in, until, until we got there Friday afternoon and everybody, all the, you know, all the racers saw Roy pulled up and it was just like, Hey Roy, Oh my God, I can't believe you made it. And I'm I'm sitting here like, what's going on? I mean, doesn't Roy know all these people? I mean, just <laughs> like something that he does all the time. Right. When we get out of the truck, we start unpacking and you know, everybody's, everybody's coming and saying hi to Roy. And they start talking to him. They're like, how long has it been since you raced? What about six or seven years? And he starts laughing and, you know, they start joking around. I'm right. sitting here thinking like, oh, right. is- oh, shit.
1: Yeah. At least they weren't yeah, like, the- hey, I'm so sorry to hear about your your last monkey.
2: The last two. I'm just waiting for somebody to spit out some bad news. Like, right. oh, that's great. You got a new bike after the last one burned up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that
1: cartwheel you did was a pretty spectacular. <laughs> oh, you got a new passenger after the last one? Yeah, you, pretty
2: found, cool. you found a sucker. You found another sucker. <laughs> right. How much did you have to pay this guy? Guy to get him the right. With you, right?
1: right so so right so you're getting out for the first time and here is the all the camaraderie that we were kind of talking about earlier and all these people coming up and turns out maybe it's been a while since roy hit the track it,
2: it, had been, it had been a while since roy hit the track and and uh after after everything calmed down and we got our tent set up in the pits and everything and we had time to relax you know i just i kind of started talking to roy and I was like, "Ah, oh, so it's been about six years since you've raised, huh? And he was like, no, he's like, he's like, no, he calls me lad. I'm 42 years old. This this guy still right. calls me lad or boy <laughs> or, you know, he treats me like I'm a 17 year old kid, which it's great because he makes me feel young again, but it's, it's <laughs> right. hilarious, man. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we were in the pits and we started talking. I was like, you know, so how long has it really been since you've raised Roy and He's like, oh, he's like, they're messing with you, man. It's, I, he's like, it, it's only been three years, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's not too bad. So, I got a little bit more comfortable once once we started once we started getting prepped and everything, and and then uh, Saturday morning we got up, we did the practice laps, and you know, of course, he wasn't hitting it full throttle on the practice laps, but we went around enough times for me to get the feel of the of the car and and my my grips and my foot placement, which is very it's very, very important to have all that down because now when we get into the second question about falling off and stuff, yes, it does happen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, and, and he told me that. And, you know, he told me to expect that. He's like, I'm, I don't, I'm not, he's like, I, my intention is not to throw you off, but you have to do everything within your power to stay in the car because I do not want to lose you on the track. Mm-hmm. And, so I mean that's kinda of where yes, we race as a team, but once you're in the car and that race starts and the officials put you on the line and wave you through and you know, they they, they put the they put the uh, certification sticker on your bike, you know, after they check all your gear, hey, you're good to go. I mean, it's surreal. When you're pulling up to that starting line and all the sidecars are, are 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 pulling up next to you and you hear the engines rumbling and everybody's got their helmets down and their face masks down and it's just, it's go time. And you don't have time to think about anything else. uh, Then the whole time I was just don't let go and don't fall out of the rig. You know, (laughs) that would be bad. We don't want to do that this weekend. So yeah, as soon as, as soon as, as soon as we started hitting around that track, the first race day on Saturday morning, um, You know, I just, I, it was, I I was grinning from ear to ear, but at the same time, I was also making sure to concentrate on, you know, making sure that I was in the right place at the right time where Roy needed me to be, because it's, it's a very technical way of racing. I mean, so, you know, in order to, to stay on the rig and not get thrown off, you have to time everything just right. You know, like when you're going into a left-hand turn, you have to get all your weight. To the outside of the of the of the of the car, because you have to keep that tire on the ground. You do not want that tire coming up.
1: Yeah, mid corner is not the time where you you know you start prepping, right? <laughs> that is the
2: most <laughs> dangerous time for a sidecar is in the corners. Yeah, I mean, and I've seen I watched videos of cars flipping on the track racing, and it's not. It it's it's a very it, it's very. Car- it looks like carnage, mm-hmm. Just right?
1: I remember um, one of the last times um, I saw live uh, Isle of Man footage. Wh- uh, I forget even where I got it, but it's back when it used to come on regular American TV, and you didn't have to like have some crazy sport package to get it. Um, so it's probably a thousand years ago. But I do remember there was a fatality in the sidecars because when that thing went. Sideways, you know, there's no runoff on the Isle of Man, and so oh, yeah, when it ball. <laughs> you're right. So when it, when it breaks loose and decides to go sideways or backwards, um, you guys are powerless at that point. You're just along for the ride, and you don't want to get. You know, you don't want to get flung off, like you said, but at the same time, then you got all this mass where a bike is going to high side and flip out but with the car. Are you attached then? I mean, because it sounds like you said that you saw it's carnage, but uh, how bad is it and how, how bad could it be? You know, like, are you guys flipping with the bike, especially because uh, depending on what class you're running, it looks like he's going to be in the bike, right? He's kind of inside of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, well so so when I mean I, I've i never experienced a crash, thank God, <laughs> yet. And I'm knocking on wood right now, but yeah. um
1: <laughs> Me too, no, I'll um, knock on some for you.
2: I, I I have seen videos of crashes. Um in fact there was a video of one of the teams from SRA West that was posted on Instagram and I'll send you that one too, uh where a sidecar I, I believe it was Bill Becker who flipped the car. I'm not sure. But, yeah, if you, and I'll send it to you. It was Kelly Bell and his co-pilot, Johnny Glover. And they were uh, – I believe this was at – oh, it doesn't say what track it was.
1: Johnny's a uh, – am I off? No, no, you're on. Oh, Johnny is a national sidecar champion for flat track. He did a Look lot of – yeah. I'd, I'd Johnny seen, Glover? Yeah, he used to run a lot of Costa Mesa for – he did a lot of Speedway uh, sidecars.
2: Okay, yeah, so there's a video um, – there's, there's a video of him. They're in a sidecar, and they lost it in a turn. Kelly Bell was driving. The car high-sided, and you just see Johnny fly over the car. But where Johnny lucked out is it was, it was on the outside of a right of a – they are on the outside of a left-hand turn, and when the car high-sided, they went off into the dirt. So when he flew over the rig – he landed in the dirt, and the only thing he suffered was a fractured wrist. Wow! But a lot of that, ha- a lot of that also has to do with, I think, because you know you're saying he's an experienced flat track rider. He's probably been riding and racing for a long time, so I would have to assume that um, his experience as a racer is probably what saved him from having any more damage. I I'm super interested, and
1: you mentioned the organization is the SRA um, West. And are you guys looking for, cause I'm looking uh, on the website and it looks like they're, uh, they're showing a few cars here, but not a bunch. Are you guys looking for more people to come race? And is Betty, always. Betty recruiting?
2: Oh, we're, we are always, and, and that well, and that's the thing that I was, that I was talking to you about earlier. That was one of the reasons that I contacted you about doing this podcast is because we want to keep the SRA West going. Yeah. And, this is something that I talked to Betty about at, at the last race, you know, when um, – because Bill, Bill Becker, you know, we, we kind of had a racers meeting and everything, and, and Bill Becker was just kind of laying it down solid, you know, saying, hey, you know, if you guys are going to – anybody who's going to race – if you make a commitment to show up on a race weekend, you got to be there, show up, bring your rig. Even if it's not race ready, you got to show up. You got to make the commitment to show up for the races because when we pay for, when we pay for the track time and the race time, yeah. Arma didn't mind letting us having us come out here, but we have to have if you're going to say you're you're going to race that weekend show up and race don't 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 uh, and bail out on the sra west because it makes the rest of us look bad who do show up you
3: know
1: right and what what is a good showing because 12 to 15 i mean shoot sometimes for a car class when i used to race cars that was all you needed was three <laughs> so yeah. 12 to 15 sounds pretty good but it maybe you're right for a grid uh for like a race weekend is that a uh, you just need more than that because you're talking probably that covers a few different classes, right? You're all—is it all a bunch of classes racing together at that point? Because there's That's not what enough. We do.
2: Yeah, because there's so because sometimes there's just so little gotcha. sidecars that show up. We all the classes race. We yeah we we race against each other in all classes. But of course, you know when it comes to trophy and stuff, everybody everybody has a chance to place in their class. Yeah. So, but, but, but we are, in a sense, we are racing against each other as well because we want to make the field look, look full. You know, you don't want to go out there with like, with like three F1 cars and, and two F2 bikes. And then, you know what? You got two F2 bikes running. And then after that, you got three F1 bikes running and then a vintage bike. You know what I mean? Is it, yeah. They, they, so we do combine the classes to fill up the field. And, it, that that's that that's what we're trying to do. Me being one of the young I mean I'm 42, so I'm not I wouldn't say I'm young, but I am one of the younger racers in the SRA West. And this is something that I was talking about that I was talking to Betty about is trying to get to a younger demographic of of motorcycle enthusiasts who would see this as an interesting sport and something that they might like to get into because we want to keep the sra west going we want to keep it growing and we do want we do want to get more racers out there on the track with more rigs and i mean even even after that last race weekend i just came home so hooked full of adrenaline i you know it took me weeks to to die down from the action and the and the excitement and
1: you know if you're getting into motorcycle racing already you already know it's not cheap I don't think we need to make that argument right I mean, so a so sidecar rigs uh, that much more
2: than a regular are you, than a regular motorcycle sure or?
1: yeah um,
2: it, I, I I would say it depends on 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 what you want to race if you want to if you want to race the f1 class or the f2 class do you want to do you want a powerhouse, powerhouse that's a thousand cc do you want a powerhouse that's a 600 I mean you know, these, these are things that you have to think about when you get into this type of racing. And I, I mean, even for me, uh, looking at, looking at rigs and stuff, I, I know Johnny Kilmore has a rig for sale that he's selling for $10,000, which to me, that's due uh, as a blue collar working man. That's very, that's a very reasonable price oh, okay. to be able to be able to get into racing. So, I mean, you know, it's I, I, it's affordable, yeah. But it also depends on do you want do you want Bill Becker to build you a rig from the bottom up, or do, or are you going to buy a used one from somebody who's done racing or right. they've moved on to another rig and they don't want that rig anymore? And you know, I mean, it, it just all it just all depends. I mean, I was looking at buying a brand new Kawasaki six three six this year, which you know, off of the floor, out of the factory, they're going for $9,999. But then on top of that, you know, you have your dealer fees and you have the taxes, you got the registration. So, I mean, you know, ideally you're walking out of Kawasaki with a $12,000 brand new motorcycle. So, I mean, how much more really is a sidecar Right. It's a brand new motorcycle. There's, it's really not that much difference. So it's very affordable. It's, it's a very affordable type of racing to get into. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I think the average blue collar, uh, working, uh, individual would be able to get into it if they wanted to.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I also think the key is kind of like how you kind of got mentored is to, to just mentor more younger people into it. You know, that's how you, I think, you can carry on the passion. For the next generation. Listen,
1: what we need is somebody like Matthias in every cycle gear, just asking every eligible <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> person. You, you should be like the Walmart greeter of uh, sidecar racing, and just wait at the cycle gears. And when people walk in, that look like yeah, they would just make
0: them straight out Yeah, the gate. make
1: a good racer say, "Hey, listen, I got a proposition for you." <laughs>
2: yeah, right. I mean, no, it's yeah, I'm not joking. I mean, that's that's really what we need to do to to get this thing to grow. And that's kind of what I'm hoping this podcast will do. Is you know we put the we put the information out there, people kind of get an idea of what it's about, and and uh, you know maybe maybe we'll get a few people hooked on it. I, I mean, think
0: it would be cool if there was like a where you could try it out because I would love ooh, to yeah. just like try it out and then get you get the people hooked, and you know then it's game over at that point. Well, yeah, that's
2: that's the other thing that is really really awesome about sidecar racing that separates us from. Any other type of racing, including auto racing, NASCAR, drag racing, off-road racing, uh, single motorcycle, solo motorcycle racing—that's what separates us from other types of motorsports. Is that if you do come out to the track as a spectator to see the sidecars, and then you come into the pits and start mingling, you know, with all the sidecar racers, and you just happen to say, "Hey, you know, I'd like to go for a ride and try it out." The, they will. I mean, that's, that's awesome. we, we, we do give rides on the sidecars and I don't know if Roy does it cause Roy's kind of a finicky guy with his machine, but, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> as far as I know, like, you know, I, I, I believe if you were to approach Bill Becker or Betty or, um, Jay Leno's mechanic, um, yeah, I forget what I his name was. I can't remember what it Barry, Barry, Barry Jelich. Yeah. They, they, they would be more than happy to give to give rides in a, in a sidecar. And in fact, when we were out there that weekend, um, when we talk about Betty a lot, um, it, it was hilarious because I was sitting in the pits on Sunday after the race and I was, I was drinking a beer and I saw lady 15 was by on her sidecar with, a, with a, with a little girl in the, <laughs> in oh,
3: the, in nice. the seat
2: and they were, they and and then I was like where the heck is she going cuz I thought she was driving down to go on the track and I was like I know she's not taking that little girl out on the track and then I kind of watched her go around and she went to the go-kart track oh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they let her take her sidecar out on the go-kart track and she ran it around a few laps with the with a I don't know I think the girl is may, maybe about 11 or 12 years old that's rad. And, and there and there's also a picture of it on her on her Instagram if you go look yeah I think the caption says the future of sidecar racing.
1: Right. Um, you know, the amazing thing too, is I'm looking at red fury, which is, you know, her passenger and the stuff that she's pulling off. There's like, you know, she's very, uh, Acrobatic, I guess mm-hmm. is the word I'd be looking for. But they're all over. They're from their head is almost on the ground in some pictures. Other ones, you're you look like a superhero flying. There's other ones uh, where they're just you know tucked down. You can barely see them, and so you just get a jump all that's, over the thing. That's kind
0: of why I think the term monkey is fitting because <laughs> you kind of do have. Well, to Well, I like, see where it came from, but yeah. I get
1: it, I get his point. Like the, if, if you don't have a serious term, people don't take it serious. I mm-hmm. guess you know.
2: Well, well, right. I mean, yeah. That's the thing. If you if you if you're an outside spectator seeing the sport for the first time, you don't know anything about sidecars, and you're hearing monkey.
3: Yeah.
2: Then you watch the cars go around the track. You're like, oh yeah, that guy does look like a monkey, kind of jumping around on yeah. the car. Now, now it's funny that you bring that up. How acrobatic she is, because I got a lecture from Roy about me not sticking my hip far enough out of the car <laughs> to get my <laughs> weight out there, so right. he could get, so he could get more speed through the turn. So. Yeah. It's definitely something he, he was he was kind of on me about for the next you know for the next race coming up next month, um, but yeah I mean that's the thing about the passengers you have to know the the timing is all about putting weight on the right tire so that not only is it keeping the car steady but you're also keeping the traction where it needs to be. Um, so a lot of times when you see the when you see the sidecar racing and you see us take off from the starting line. You'll see a lot of the passengers leaning over the back tire. And the reason that we do that is, you know, of course, we're trying to get off on the whole shot. Yeah, get some traction. traction, We need the traction on the back tire. And, you know, and then like, you know, like you're saying in some positions, you see where the riders just kind of tucked in and they look like a bullet sitting in that car going down the straights. And, well, I mean, yeah, that's – it's you're tucking in to get the aerodynamics in, plus you're also equally distributing traction to the back tire and the and the passenger tire. You know, yeah. so that if any type of, um, I don't know what they call it, but if there's any type of um wind that comes up underneath the bike, it won't it won't pick up the bike and throw it over. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah, that it, very, like it requires a lot of like technical. Yeah, skill. yeah,
2: it's, it's, a, it's a very technical thing, and also when you're shifting weight from turn to turn. You have to know when you're coming out of the apex and feel the gravity pull you mm-hmm. back into the car. Because if you don't do that, then you're using more muscle and and you'll tire out faster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of have to use. You kind of have to know when the apex is coming up and when that when that when that g force is going to pull you back into the car. So that way you're not working as much to shift your weight back over where you need it to be. At you know where you need to be when you need to be so yeah
1: it's, it's, it sounds like you know there's a learning curve and it sounds like it just like with anything else like i've had people ride on the back of uh, motorcycles quads you name it and um when they lean a certain way it affects the geometry of the whole vehicle mm-hmm. at that point point. and so yeah so it sounds even like even it's on a, two wheels yeah
2: yeah so that, for sure and now, the, now, the fun, now the funny thing is so on saturday when we raced um, you know, we did six laps. I, I, we had no issues. I made it through the race, just fine. No issues. And then Sunday we woke up, we you know, we're racing. Um, <laughs> we hit the first lap and of course, you know, I, I, because Roy hadn't raced in three years. So Saturday he didn't, he didn't, the, the first race day, he didn't push the bike as hard as he could have. And I think, I think part of that was just getting comfortable with the machine and getting comfortable with me in the, in the, in the, in the car as a passenger, you know, working together. So on Sunday, you know, cause we had no issues on Saturday, Sunday, he was really hitting it. And when we were coming up into the Omega on lap two, <laughs> I lost my back footing. And I almost did come out of the car. (laughs) I I trained jujitsu and I trained martial arts. So I have really strong grips and I was able to hold on. Even though I didn't have my footing in the car, I was able to hold on. But
1: with your hands, I was
0: like, that's gnarly.
2: I was like, pin the tail on the donkey, (laughs) you know, kind of, you know, you see those wind socks at the airport just Mm. flapping around. And I, I imagine that's what I look like but Roy was able to keep the car steady. Um, I got my footing back going, coming out of the second turn down out of the Omega. And after that lap, you know, I made sure, Hey, you know, don't let your feet come out again. You can't be doing that. And I didn't think Roy was going to say anything. The race is over. We took third place. Um, he, he was happy. I was happy. We pull into the pits. We're getting ready to take our gear off and, and, Watch your ears, kiddos. But yeah, the, the first thing he says, to, what the fuck happened back there? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I took yeah, it when I, you I guys
2: feel it. I, I knew I wasn't gonna get away with that. <laughs> I have it on video and I'll send it to you too. Um, so you can see that whole drama go down. But yeah, it was pretty funny because I, I just kind of tried to play it off like, oh, he doesn't know, you know, and then <laughs> as soon as we pull in the pits and we're ripping off our helmets, the visor comes up. What the but, but yeah, again, just, I mean, overall it's just, it's a bizarre sport. It's fun. It's, it's, it's wild, you know, it's, it's not for everybody, but once you, I think for the people who are adrenaline junkies that, that love to ride motorcycles, it's once, once, once you get in that car, you're hooked. It's mm-hmm. yeah. I, I ride two wheels every day and I can, I, I can even say with, from my own experience of just doing one race, it riding a motorcycle on the street still doesn't compare to, to racing a sidecar. It just,
0: well, it, I, yeah, I think you've converted me because I'm, like, ready to hop on. I want to try this out. <laughs> I would encourage you to do that. I mean, I'm so ready. You know, contact, this sounds like something lady, I would
2: love. If, if I were you, I would get in touch with contact. I, I would get in touch with Lady15. Yeah. And, you know, just run it by her, say, Hey, you know, this is something I'm interested in. What do I need to do? Is there anybody that needs a passenger? Can you get me hooked yeah. up with somebody? You know, cause, um, like I was telling the, I'm sorry. What, what was your, what was your name again? The J J. Okay. Yeah. So, and then what was the other guy's name? Wiggins. Wiggins. Okay. <laughs> so like I was telling Wiggins earlier when you called me,
1: Oh no, um, you're talking to me junk. Yeah. Sorry about that. Junk. Oh, junk.
2: Sorry, junk. Um, so when I was talking to you earlier, Junk, um, I, I remember I had mentioned that uh, Lady 15 and Red Fury, they're the only female sidecar racing team in the country, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're the only ones in the world. I don't know if there's females that do it in the UK. I don't i don't watch the Isle of Man TT enough to know all the racers and all the teams, but as far as I know in the US, Lady 15 and Red Fury are the only females that They're the only sidecar – they're the only female sidecar racing team. Right, like all-female? Yeah. Yeah. Pure female. Um, But so if it's something that you want to get into, I would definitely encourage you to contact Betty and – you know just shoot her a message on instagram the only
0: problem is i i am already spending all my money on the four motorcycles we have i don't know <laughs> if like you yeah. have anything else to spare <laughs>
2: listen dude
1: there's everybody, there people are willing to give up uh leathers mm-hmm. I, I don't I doubt that would be a problem and if you just wanted to ride inside i think there it's look it's a month away jay it's I, I a month a <laughs> away the, this where we're around coming to willow springs the 29th and 30th of june
0: I'd like to try. I'd love to, yeah. to check it out. Yeah, I free. mean, you can if if
2: you look hard enough, you you can find somebody that's dropping a a, a, pair, a spare pair of leathers for a pretty decent price. I mean, yeah, I picked I picked up my Johnny Rocket leathers off of off of um, a motorcycle supplier in Washington for like I don't know. I think I paid four hundred bucks for them.
1: Yeah, Brady got his like. Ch- from buddy that was gonna toss them or something. Off yeah, it, you I'm know. sure I can. Yeah.
0: find something from Liza. Yeah, if you're even if down if you're with some with old
1: about, uh, '90s leathers. They're
0: super cheap. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. it's yeah. just finding something that fits my size. Yeah, but
2: no, I mean once you once you ride, it's just it's if you love motorcycles and you mm-hmm. jump in a sidecar, you're not you're not gonna want to stop doing
1: it.
0: Yeah, you had me at, at uh, adrenaline rush. Yeah. After that, I was hooked.
1: <laughs> you had me <laughs> at a guy asked me at Cycle Gear because uh, that's you know <laughs> if if anybody if a guy at cycle gills ready to pull anybody in I, I think they might accept me to That's this legit. but yeah. yeah so hey if anybody wants to uh, look at your Instagram follow your journey and uh, keep in touch with uh, with you via social media do you have an Instagram handle that you want to throw out
2: uh, yeah it's a uh, ninja Matthias 77 how do you spell um, that N i n j a m a t h. IAS77. Now, I will warn people the, the only thing about my Instagram that, you know, it's, it's, I'm a veteran. So I try to stay away from the politics, but it's hard. It's like, I, I follow a lot of veteran pages, so I'm kind of big in the veteran community. Thanks for hanging out with us.
1: Thanks for chatting uh, to us about, you know, SRA West, sidecar racing in general. And if anybody uh, needs to or wants to get in touch, um, I'm gonna send them your way.
2: Yeah, feel free to feel feel free to message me, and I can I can sh- I can send them over to the SRA website, and they can get in touch with Bill Becker, the the vice president, and and Betty. You know, I think Betty's the president. Um, I don't know. I may have it backwards. Bill Bill may be the president, and Betty might be the vice president. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. But all the information is there on the SRA website um, now if anybody does want to get into the association you know of course there's membership and stuff so you have to pay your fees but it's a hundred dollars a year so again it's it's oh, it's not, not something that's you know you're not paying five hundred dollars just, just to get in the organization to raise you know it's not a it's not a ridiculous thing Thanks
1: again, Matthias, for hanging out and chatting all things SRA with us, telling us about the crazy amount of fun that you guys have racing sidecars. And it was interesting to hear about all of the different um, like configurations that they can be, plus all the wacky fun and just the great group of people that make up the SRA West. And if you want to check out the show notes, we're going to have links there. He said to add his Instagram. I don't know if we caught it there at the end, but it was uh, NinjaMathias77. And he said to check out Lady15, and I'll put her Instagram in there as well if you want to reach out to those peeps. And he sent us some video links and all this great stuff that, uh, you know, they're really fun to watch. It was fun to watch these cars. Um featured on jay leno's garage and uh just lots of footage at willow springs and button willow so tracks that i that i know and um yeah we'll put all those links in the show notes and you can check out most of it on FormulaSidecars.com. i believe we'll have it in the show notes for you and now let's uh, pay some bills get some pickles get some trophies on our shelves you know what i'm talking about For over 125 and a half years, no pickle has been more trusted by motorcycle champions everywhere than Clawman Pickles. You want to win your race? Put a Clawman Pickle in your face. Clawman's guaranteed. I'm Mama Clawman, and I recommend Clawman Pickles for the win. You heard Mama Clements in your mouth and a championship trophy on your shelf. Clements, the only picker for motorcyclists. Hey, hey! I wanted to give a big shout out to our patrons. Uh, you got some bonus content coming up here pretty soon. And thank you so much for all of your support, especially those patrons who are riding for us in the 2019 MPC, uh, which is the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge. And we'll be talking about that coming up here. Um, Also, thank you to the winners of the Law Tigers, America's Motorcycle Lawyers uh, race at Sacramento Mile, which got canceled this last weekend. Um, Stick around. It'll be back in August. But thanks for those guys, too, for helping us do an awesome giveaway. And uh, check out Law Tigers if you got a chance Now we're going to step away Take a little, another little break Continue this break Let you get some water, stretch your legs And all that good stuff And we'll come back Jay and I yacking yakking about the MPC 2019 Stick around
3: Hey everyone, this is Liza From the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast And when I am getting a root canal or something else really just painful and shitty, I like to listen to the Creative Riding Podcast, because the best way to fight pain is with pain.
1: Hey there, this is patron Matt from My Motorbike Obsessions. I'm currently coming at you from Tokyo, and you're listening to the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast, probably because you ran out of all the other podcasts to listen to, and you really dig motorcycle haiku. Later. Later. Hey creative writing listeners, this is Moto GP from the NoCo Moto podcast, the best motorcycle podcast
2: that you've never heard. Why haven't you heard of us? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I think the Klobman Pickle Corporation has been paying iTunes to repress any other motorcycle pickle related content.
1: And like our
2: theme song barely even mentions pickles, but whatever. Just give us a listen.
1: All right, everybody, we're back. Thank you so much, Matthias, for hanging in and uh, walking us through sidecar racing.
3: Yeah, and cool. I can't
1: say it now without saying I used to say sidecar racing. Now I can't say it without saying it like he said. sidecar racing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, check out SRA West, and uh, there is, and you know. We'll put all we'll put everything in the show notes, but there is a ton of material. It's almost like learning about a whole brand new part of motorcycling. Yeah,
0: check it out. <laughs> it's really cool. I just barely discovered it within the last year and it looks super rad, so spread the word.
1: Yeah, for shizzle. Uh, wigs had a bounce because it's like one in the morning. Yeah, but that's okay.
0: Nighter. It, it is hard over here. Yeah,
1: heck yeah. And uh, I don't know how much you're gonna hear, but uh, we talked for a good at least two hours, uh that we recorded with uh, Matthias. And so, yeah, good guy, good organization. Check him out. Jay, we need to talk about something this week that went (laughs) down. As we all know, we're going to give a little update on the – motorcycle podcaster challenge week two which i'm always excited about every year i know there's we have a lot of people participating this year which i'm super stoked about it just means that more people are excited to get out and ride and be part of team creative writing who's going to take home the victory this year Mm -hmm. ask me how i know (laughs) oops let me turn wigs down Whoa. Oh, Are you getting feedback on him? Nope. But his ghost mic. I just didn't want the dog to jump up there and start talking. <laughs> she can talk, and sometimes she does it inappropriately. Uh, but yeah, no. We. Um, I have a feeling that teen creative writing is going to do pretty good this year, mostly because um, whatever I do doesn't really matter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the rest of your teammates are, are holding it. Together. <laughs> yeah.
1: And. As you can see, as people that have Facebook can see by my submissions, uh, I don't really care. I've been. <laughs> are dude, you
0: still doing the long. Yeah, words? my
1: I think my points are up over. They're almost at 600. Oh, I'm Jesus. so excited with myself. <laughs> I got like 294. you find a
0: word that has like three Zs in it. It had like two. Like Sasparilla or something.
1: I found Valley View, which has two Vs and a Y in it, which is pretty good, right? I mean, that's pretty. And a W. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty legit. And then for the Zero or Hero, <clears throat> pardon me, for the Zero or Hero Flash Challenge, I picked Z. Z as my letter and i probably shouldn't have yeah
0: that's the opposite of what you're going for z's
1: z's 21 <laughs> points and i think there was plenty of v's and everything else that probably added up to way over the one z that i got yeah so. the
0: z was the the that's the one we we did <laughs> on ours
1: <laughs> so anyways yes if you are losing to me
3: <laughs>
1: you are doing very poorly um I'm I'm basically guaranteeing that no one's going to lose to me because I want everyone to be a winner on the creative writing. Uh, Are they posting up team. the
0: scores on the Facebook like of every team or
1: you can go look at the standings on the website. Oh, it's on the on the yeah. website. I'll have
0: to check it out. Yeah. So it's like a leaderboard?
1: Uh, there should be. I got it right here. <laughs> Let's open it up and see what's happening. Well, I was looking at the yeah, rules, yeah, cuz I'm like
0: I'm curious to what everyone else where they're standing is. I yeah. know that we had a four-way tie.
1: The first week the first we did, week. and that's never happened before because... I mean, there's been, like, ties between first and second because Motorcycle men and all those guys are so crazy. Well, they still have the uh, week one up there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And And uh, let me refresh the screen to make sure I'm 100% accurate. Yeah, they still have week one up there. So they're still uh, technically until tomorrow night at midnight... No, I'm sorry.
0: Uh, well, last tu-
1: last Tuesday at yeah, midnight. In
0: exactly, yeah. <laughs> the time machine.
1: Yeah, in <laughs> the time machine here. We're going in the future. We're going back to the future. Um, they will pull out the standings on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as of this recording, it's still uh, week one's uh, points. But I know we're, we've been doing really good. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been seeing some of the other teams post on oh, – you know, when they do their Facebook posts, not everybody is getting as low, uh, like especially with Z, not yeah. everybody is getting as low as we were with the Z. Well, this
0: week I got all three letter words. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. We, we were on it this week. Yeah.
1: I think you guys might actually carry creative writing this week for some of the uh, the points. You do know, you know who we, carried it last week? Well, I think it was Paul. Um, okay. Paul Smith was the guy who uh, held us up there. Cause see right here. First way tie was Zach Boutrop in the Throttled po- podcast. Um, Zion Dreams. I, I'm so far away from the screen, I can't see if that's his real name. Yeah, I can't see anything. Uh, Zion Dreams for Loud Pipe. Um, Alex Pestle for Throttled podcast, <coughs> and Paul Smith for Creative Writing. Top four, and I don't really know these guys' names. I'm I'm really I can't see the uh, the writing on my computer screen. So if you guys don't like those names, I made up for you. <laughs> sorry but uh but yeah so it was zach zion alex and paul who oh, held it down so two throttled allowed pipes and a creative writing throttled seems to have it man every year throttled i swear to god it's throttled and loud pipes on the trophy i don't think I th- mm. maybe motorcycle men won it one year but um but yeah we're,
0: we're tied with them right now so it's neck yeah
1: and, neck. and this week uh I think that we're you know if you guys didn't pull it off and Paul didn't pull it off then um, you know I think well, this we week... got
0: basically the lowest you could get yeah because we got yeah. all three letters and then I think each of our the two you know letters in the in the word like say Z yeah they were all the three pointers yep so I think we got like the lowest score you could get for all of the the, yeah. the street names this week.
1: The flash challenge was pretty cool so far. Last, you know, we we Mm -hmm. have mentioned in in the past, it's been stuff like uh, find a working payphone, thank a veteran. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the only two I can remember, and I don't know why I can't think of anything on the first. See, the first year I did it alone, I was the only person, and only podcast teams could. There were there wasn't a listener uh, component to it, Mm -hmm. and so uh, I was doing it solo by myself self and i had gone to hawaii for a week so i was really only doing two weeks worth of and i still came in third i think i beat i beat uh cleveland moto and uh maybe the wheel nerds or something like that but um you know i rode my ass off i put like (laughs) 2500 miles or something like or 1500 miles on spamla in the two weeks uh, that i got back i got all the makeup letters because you know this year you can make you know if you miss a letter you can make it up the next week but you you get half credit right. for it which means this year half credit is uh you get taxed half points extra but in the past uh, when when they were going for higher scores, right. you would only get like half credit for those words. But still, there was some pretty good, you know, being in California with uh, city names like La Cunata Flint Ridge mm-hmm. and uh, Rancho Santa Margarita, yeah, right. I was just over there. I was doing pretty dang good, you know, to make up even half points were beating some people's uh, single city names. So this year, I'm pretty excited. The Flash Challenge was to find a, like a roadside attraction, I would say, like a uh, not a national monument but it could have been a national monument just something just that's like a, a
0: destination yeah. landmark something that's interesting
1: and kind of pop culture and and uh, the site that they sent us to was like roadsideattractions.com mm-hmm. or whatever um <clears throat> a lot of the stuff that's here in California I've been to in mm-hmm. road in on road trips before and a lot of the stuff that I was that I you know, was planning to go to is out on old 66 and it literally was, uh, stuff that people would stop way back with before the 40 was built, the 40 and the 10 and all that stuff that goes across now. Um, you know, they weren't there. It was 66 and there was all sorts of vibrant roadside life. And the word motel actually comes from motor hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you were staying, if you were doing a road trip, you didn't want to stay in a hotel. Staying in a hotel was kind of like going to a a destination and you're there and you're staying in a hotel. But if right. you're doing a road trip, you just need to stay a night yep. motels a popped up all over the U S right. And so if you're driving out on 66, there's the remains of several, uh, now defunct, you know, defunct for several years. Cause I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know when they built the 40, uh, but that kind of parallels what the 66 used to be. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's been around for a while. So 66, um, it was the mother road, and and has gradually just been getting like, uh, you
0: it's getting know, dilapidated. Because I read an article a couple of years ago that they're saying that. Um, People just really don't take road trips anymore. Like it's not a thing. Dude, you
1: people fly. You love to fly places. And you know
0: what the uh, what are the like rest stops? They're closing down rest stops because not enough people are staying there for them to have maintenance to take care of it and keep it clean and everything.
1: That's evident on the forty. You know, the forty replaced the you know the is obsoleted basically Mm sixty six, and now the forty and the ten has some pretty crummy places that you, you go there and you're like, wow, this was built in the 80s or 90s and it's already closed down, yeah. you know, not even 30 years later. And it's, it's. Cl- I mean, it sounds like a long time, but it's not very long to open yeah. like a full-on restaurant slash bar and gas station. And now mm-hmm. you go out there and there's tumbleweeds and chain link fences and graffiti, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, wow. So where did you and Ash head out? You guys, oh boy, this uh, was and a- hey, before we get into where we went, let's preface this with, It's been an unseasonably wet California May.
0: And just weird weather. Dude, weird. Really weird. Like back and forth. Like it was like 80 one day when I went to work, I think on the weekend. And then the next day, it was cloudy, and then it even rained, and it yep. was windy as hell. Yeah, it's and been it was just crazy windy. And then I'm like, I don't know what to wear, because I'll be like, okay, should I wear my layers? Should I not wear my layers? <laughs> and then I pack all of my layers, and then it's hot, and then I don't pack my layers, and it's cold.
1: Yeah. It's this just, is why we don't, this is why we live in California, so that we don't have to deal with the uh, Carolina weather, you know what I'm saying? It's so
0: unpredictable. This year is the most unpredictable it's ever been in all the years that I've been riding, because I can't I remember i used to be like okay like december through march i would have all my rain gear if just I in, and it, it was a
1: just in case because it, case. it, it, it yeah. isn't always it rain. rain like once yeah
0: and then i would have at least i would wear my under layers because it would be a little bit um brisk and chilly uh, by california standards <laughs> mind you right people <laughs> in Wisconsin are like, you under 60 dirks. is brisk and cold yeah. to me in
1: minnesota everyone's <laughs> so like in care. their shorts and flip-flops riding yeah, their exactly. harleys around
0: like, I'm cold right now. I'm wearing, like, five layers, yeah. and it's chilly in here, but it's yeah. probably only, like, 65 in here. <laughs> it yeah, it's,
1: like... Uh, <laughs> it's
0: probably warm. But.
1: We look at the temp, and it's, like, 71. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> We're, like, well, oh, Even shit, riding it's cold. over here, I was, like, damn, the wind... It was the wind, though, It's just... Yeah. Through me. Yeah. Well,
1: and you know, the deserts are the deserts out here in the southwest are commonly windy because they are open and there's nothing to block wind. Um, You get a wind shoot down through the mountain passes Mm -hmm. and it just carries that momentum, flies across the deserts. Um, We were joking about Willow Springs being always windy, and that's kind of why it's out in the uh, valley there. And so you just have wind shooting down. And we're in a valley here, and so mm. the winds have been kind of picking up recently, and then I'll be damned, I went right in um, to get letters... Mm-hmm. It was raining. Yep. And so I was like, dude, I can't take Spamila, but I don't want to take the VFR through some of the neighborhoods I was going to because they're so quiet at night. Right, right. And even idling that thing is louder than Spamla. Yeah, you know? and it's funny because so
0: we were collecting most of our letters at night. Right. So, and Ashley's bike is just basically has straight <laughs> shotgun pipes. <laughs> so it was just like blasting just through oh these tiny God, little yeah. neighborhoods. And I was like, oh man. We're those guys <laughs> right of? now. Like, uh oh. And then <laughs> we oh I got stories. So um yeah, so we were like just rolling up on these random neighborhoods, just getting out, taking pictures, and there was like one family out in their yard and they're just like looking at us, yeah. like, what the hell are you doing? And then um it started raining, so we were like getting <sighs> drenched And the last, the very last street, it was like 11 o'clock at night. And we're trying to find it. And there's like this golf course, right? And so I turn into the golf course, but then I'm like, "Uh, I don't see any residential areas. Yeah. Well, it was actually a gated community. Oh And the night before, Ashley and I were joking because we were looking at the map and stuff. And she was like, yeah, I hope none of these are in gated communities. Because how are we going to get the letters? (laughs) I was
1: worried about that myself. Uh, And
0: uh, sure enough, it was a gated community. And so I had – the maps was getting confused because I think the – maybe one of the street names have changed and it hasn't been updated because it kept telling me to turn on like um, some weird name, but it actually said Greenleaf. So I kept making the wrong turn. So I was basically going in this figure eight like three times because (laughs) of the maps was like confused. Yeah. And so I was on the other side of this gated community and Ashley's like – dude, I got in, I got in, I got in. <laughs> she's did like, she follow a she's car She's like, Op- operation letter Z, like, uh, come on in. So I guess, like, the the exit gate they had left open. Oh. And the thing is, is before, when I first, because I arrived before she did, there was, like, a cop who had pulled someone over right in front of the gate. Oh. So I was, like, kind of like, oh, I don't want yeah. to try to go in there when yeah. he's there. And so sh- I was like, uh, is the cop still there? And she's like, no, he left. So High speed
1: I- pursuit through a golf course. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I circled back and then I rode into the exit and we like, we found, I actually turned her bike off and we were like quietly creeping up to the street sign and we like got the picture and then it just started raining yep. and we are like, oh man, okay, let's bounce. Yeah. But it was so funny because, um. We had just been saying, what if it was in a gated community?
1: And it was. I was worried about that myself because maps doesn't really uh, do the best job of filtering that sort of stuff out.
0: And then the next week um, or the next day, I don't remember, uh, we had, I think it was the letter J. And so we found one. And then I was like... It was after we had the Z in the gated community. And so I was like, let me look at maps to see if it's in like something that would be potentially gated. And sure enough, it was... Like in a business area or something, and you know, when you zoom in from like satellite view, yeah, you could actually see a gate, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. closed, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, dun, dun, uh, dun, Yeah, dun. and it wasn't like the kind where it has like you know, somebody comes in and goes out, right. it looked more secluded, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, uh, I don't it's think it's probably we're...
1: a yeah, on those, it's probably a sliding bar yeah. style gate that you can't. Like open or go yeah, around. it looked like
0: a compound or yeah. something. I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to go there. It looks a little bit crazy. <laughs> like, was it
1: Waco, Drive? J-A-T-O Drive, J A T O? Yeah.
0: Um. So, thankfully, I right before we were about to leave, I did that. I looked at the maps, and we were like, Oh man, I'm glad I checked. And so then we found uh, we found another place that was um had the same amount of letters and stuff.
1: That's why I'm glad I'm going for the longest ones possible. They're a lot easier to find. And, uh, if there's one in a gated community, you just find another long street yeah. <laughs> long street somewhere else. Yeah. We've
0: been doing pretty good finding the short, the short letters, yeah. but, uh, yeah, the rain, man, the rain and the wind have just been obnoxious because uh, on, we did it two nights. I think we did it Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday, one or the other. And, um, just yeah, both it, nights it rained. It did. Thankfully, it wasn't too bad. It was just more towards like the last two street names that we got because we went all the way up to Santa Clarita. And, but the wind wow. was killing me. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were like coming down the freeway and the wind was just blasting me and then it started raining. Yeah. And I didn't have my rain gear that night. So yep. So I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> because
1: you're like, it's not going to rain. It's May. And, uh, and we were making fun of Wisconsin for it. And now we're getting our due,
0: yep. our yeah. due share. So, um, at, about the, the flash challenge, I've been wanting to, to talk about that one. I sent you a video. I don't know if you've seen Yeah. It.
1: I looked at Did it. Did you just see it, that? Well, you said the twenty-five mile an hour winds, to me it looked like fifty mile an hour winds. Do but... you see the
0: video of the that I just sent you tonight? No,
1: no, no I haven't my, gotta my check that out. After our interview, my phone is is dead. Oh,
0: it's totally dead here. Yeah. I'll have to have you play it. So we chose um oh, fuck, <laughs> So I uh that roadside attractions uh website is super cool because I I haven't had the chance to like explore as much as like you have. and so I, a lot of those things I was like, oh man, like this is something that's gonna be a go to for our later adventures. But when I was looking through the list, I was like, okay, I wanna get something that I've never heard of that I've never been to and that's interesting. So there was a couple there was one in Escondido, which is uh, south of where we live, and then there are a couple that were um, more north. And we've been up north quite a bit, so I was like, I don't really want to do anything north. So we were talking about going down to, like, the Escondido area by the border. <clears throat> but on that day, it was, like, basically raining all day and really super windy in, in the weather forecast. And so Ashley's time Did your bike fall over? Shh, don't get me wrong. Okay. <laughs> don't. So— um, Ashley's tires get, she has, she needs to swap the tires. I don't know what brand she has right now, but like she gets zero traction in the rain. And so she's been telling me that her bike has been like sliding all over the place when it's, she's been riding in the rain. And so I was like, oh, I don't think I feel comfortable doing that. Cause, uh, I don't want to risk anything. And so I decided on this place. we so was like, oh, let's go east because it's it's got to be warmer, right? Like, hopefully, it's warmer. And I looked at the weather forecast.
1: What were you? Just out of curiosity, what were you guys gonna pick <laughs> down San Diego? Uh,
0: it was like San Califas. It was like a hmm. like this outdoor art thing. I don't remember. I, I'd have to look it up. Yeah. But it was don't like, bother. Yeah. Yeah. It was We're... like San Califas. It was nothing I had heard of before, but it was like something out, like some outdoor attraction. Huh. And so um, I was like, okay, well, let's go east. And so I chose this place called uh, Trona. Yeah. The Trona P- Pinnacles. I had never heard of it before, but it looked really cool. And I was they're like, okay.
1: natural, they're weird natural right. landscape like. Uh, they're not dunes they're like rock formations, formations out of the that wind. I think like stacks or something. Yeah, I think the wind has cut them into yeah. the rock. Well, I would
0: believe that. I would believe that the wind <laughs> would do that. Why, why
1: would you believe that?
0: <laughs> because so we started riding. So I looked at the weather. Um, the weather seemed warm. It was like this mid- is
1: Saturday or Sunday, right?
0: Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so that's when I went riding as well yeah. out east.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it was like it was like mid 60s, so I was like, okay, I'll bring my my underlayers. Um, but there wasn't any rain in the forecast. But I did bring my rain gear just in case. And but it did say wind. It was said it was very windy, up to I think twenty-five to thirty-five miles per hour. So I was like, okay, that's pretty windy. And so I told Ashley, I was like, okay, do you want to try it? You know, that's, like, super windy. Um, at least for me on, on the because it's a lot lighter than the Harley is that I used to ride. So she's like, yeah, yep. let's do it. Wind and
1: makes a huge difference. The lighter the bike, the yes, worse it is. Yes,
0: I have learned that on this bike. <laughs> so uh, we start riding, and we it, like, it basically progressively starts to get windier and windier. And so we hit... Uh, we hit Hesperia. I think it was the 395, and I had to pull Uh, over.
1: Highway 395 for those not in
0: California. So I had to pull over at the gas station because I had to put on my layers because it was just cutting through Yeah. like, basically i was like shivering so i pulled over and like my i'm in the gas station and my bike is literally just like rocking back and forth yeah you know at the gas station and so ashley pulls up and <laughs> the wind was so violently thrashing at her high-vis vest that the little like um what do you call it like rope stuff yeah. that you uh, have on the sides it just ripped it out and so she only had one one side of it tied yeah. together. It so. looked
1: pretty funny. It yeah. was it was trying to rip it off her, like, basically. Yeah.
0: And she's small, and that vest is really large, so that didn't help either. So, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, that video you sent me. She looked like somebody that had like a trash bag blow on them. and the wind yeah. and it got it got stuck, and the wind's just trying to take it off because it was like not having it. It, it, was, it, it was working itself yeah. free.
0: And so she's like, "Well, do you have any zip ties?" And I normally carry five hundred million zip ties with me. That's a lot of and zip ties that day. I did not have not, not one. Not a single tie. one. So I had a couple locks. So he <laughs> just locked the vest. Oh,
1: dude, that is funny. Her.
0: Uh, So that was pretty funny. But so then. It's
1: like a chastity vest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I put them. two of them
0: on there. Oh, geez. No one's getting in there. I, only I have the key. Right. And so I was like, okay. I was like, are you sure? Did,
1: and it, did the weight of those locks help hold it, it, it did down? Help. Okay, yeah, good. It did At help. least there was like that's a. That's what I was feeling. Yeah. It was like
0: a dual purpose.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a cool idea, actually.
0: But so I, before we left the gas station, I was like, okay, look, it's going to, I don't remember how many miles, but it was like going to take us an hour and a half to two hours to get there. And yeah,
1: Trona is out in the desert.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. I
1: forget, I don't even re- really remember how far it is, but it's like out in the desert. Yeah.
0: It was very far.
1: The Sonoran
0: desert. And so I was like, okay, so you, you sure you want to do this? She's like, yeah, let's go. And so um, we start, I was like, okay. So we start riding. And like I said, the wind just progressively. Was it raining? Not yet. Okay. No, it was just windy. And so the wind was getting progressively more and more violent. And then as we were approaching, like on the horizon, you just see these big, giant, foreboding clouds. And the closer we get, the darker they get and the like just yep. heavier that they yep. look with rain. And I just started to get this like sinking feeling. I was like, I don't know. My gut was telling me that we're getting into very sketch. And so basically I was writing like half of my body was off to the left side. So Jay
1: has her right arm <laughs> straight and her left arm bent as if she's doing a MotoGP yeah, corner. Like your,
0: yeah, exactly. Taking
1: a left-hander that's through That's how I uh, was
0: on a straightaway. Turn
1: seven at her ref. I don't I, even know if I that's a left I looked like I left-hander. was about to
0: hit like a hairpin turn, but yeah. I was going straight. Straight, yep. Because the wind was literally from side to side yeah. pushing me in the lane. Like I almost <laughs> several times got pushed into opposing uh, traffic.
1: Yeah. I I've almost uh, I wasn't on two lane. Luckily, we were all going the same way. But I almost changed lanes a couple times in wind like that going through Vegas. Uh, it gets windy out yeah. in the desert.
0: And so I was just like, and Ashley's bike is like a hundred twenty pounds heavier than mine. Because I was like, are you having issues with the wind? She's like, no, it's not as bad for me. Yeah. And, but I I and I even have the sad saddlebags on my bike, and it was not. It was like I no, was no, a No, no, but of that's
1: paper. more surface area, too, exactly. for wind to hit. Hers, exactly. Hers, the wind's going through the frame. Hers, a yeah. bobber, right? Yeah. Giant bobber, there's not a lot of, there's just metal. There's right. not a lot of fairings and stuff yeah, for wind so to catch. Yeah, so I could
0: definitely feel.
1: Did you have those big sails on the back that you always have, too, <laughs> by the way? Like, maybe <laughs> no, take those off? No, I
0: tried off? to, like, be as, you know, mm. minimalist. I'm trying to yeah. declutter my bike. But, so, it was just getting just worse and worse and worse and it got it was getting to the point I you know I have carpal tunnel and arthritis so my wrist was just aching on top of it because of like the position of my hand <laughs> and like right. I'm like Constantly You're getting an arm pump. Fudge. Yeah, yeah I, I was. Your
1: legs probably getting sore oh, on one yeah. side.
0: Everything yeah. was getting sore. Like I was just slathered in like Ben Gay and and Tiger Bomb. <laughs> Asper <laughs> Cream. <laughs> yeah, we did. We <laughs> had to stop sponsor at our show. <laughs> to, to buy some stuff. <laughs> Crazy. Because of all of the pains I was experiencing.
1: How far did you make it in that wind? Because um, you didn't make it to Trona, did you? No,
0: we didn't. We made it. So after we left that gas station, we made it about thirty minutes. So I would say It's pretty good. Like four maybe forty to fifty miles down the road. Wow,
1: so you're hauling ass too.
0: Yeah. And so um I a got mile to the a mile a minute would yeah, be uh, I just sixty got, miles an hour. So I got whipped like just one last time and I was just like, you know what? I I ha- I was looking at those clouds and then it started sprinkling. Yeah. And then it started raining. And I was like, no, I was like Ash, this is not a good sign. Like we gotta I just don't think we should go through with this. I just, something in my gut, you know, I try to trust my instincts because my instincts, when I don't listen to them, usually something bad happens.
1: (laughs) Right. And you've been, I have
0: stories of,
1: you've been getting so much better that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I told her, I was like, you
0: know what, let's just, we're going to have to, and I had a a plan B anyways. So it's not like, you know, it was for naught. And plus we were racking up miles Mm. and it was fun. Like we were having fun anyways. So it's a two lane highway. So, you have basically the shoulder is about at the width of the motorcycle, almost maybe a little bit more, and so I pull over to the side, and uh my dude, th- this road has just big rigs, yeah, big rig after big rig, yeah. Holly. The three ninety
1: five is that where you were yeah. on? Yeah, that's like a. uh I think that goes up to Reno. It's like Mm -hmm. a back way for people that don't want to be on like a major freeway. Or, I mean, if you're going through that area, that's the only freeway through uh, that part of the state. Yeah,
0: so when the wind is like 25 miles per hour and then you have (laughs) these giant big rigs that are passing by you at like 60 miles per hour and you weigh less than tire 15 like. (laughs) It was just physically blowing me side to side. So what I did is I was like, okay, I turned the bike off. I got it so that it was perpendicular to the road. Uh And um, I told Ashley, I was like, okay, let's just, you know, we're going to have to turn around right here. So I I was getting ready. And um, thankfully, like there were these two big rigs that were coming. And they, because the other side of the road was clear, they like kind of moved to the left so that when they passed us, there wasn't a lot of blowback. That's well, what I
3: call
1: considerate. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, thanks, dude. Like, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we were just like two motorcyclists standing like on the side of the road, yeah. you know, randomly. And so I see this big white big rig about I don't know how many feet down the road. And you you ever seen that horror movie with the big rig?
1: Yeah, Maximum Overdrive. (laughs) There we
0: go. That's what it reminded me of. But it just was like foreboding, and I was like, oh, no. That guy is going really fast. And right as I see it, and I'm like, okay, I don't have a good feeling about this. He's going really fast. He does not look like he's going to move to the left. And I look at Ashley, and then just like my eyes were like help me because right as he passed just this gust. i was tr- bracing myself with my right leg holding the bike up like i was straddling the bike but i was bracing it and he just blasts like literally like six inches from us yeah yeah just blast by us and i'm looking at ashley and then i'm like Oh no! And
1: the wind (laughs) hit you. And the wind
0: just fucking toppled me over the massive bike wave. Yeah, I just like fell over sideways. Yeah, and it was just it was just so funny because I had locked eyes with Ashley like right as it was happening, (laughs) and I'm just like, there's nothing she could do. Yeah, and so thankfully, like I wasn't hurt or anything. It was just more funny. But yeah, was, in your
1: video, it looked pretty...
0: The video makes it look like it's slow. Yeah, and it felt like it happened in slow motion. Yeah. But it was just like I couldn't... Yep. I was trying to keep myself up, and it just... The weight of the bike and the wind on top of it...
1: And you're on dirt, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. it was like gravel. And so it, it just... A recipe yeah.
1: for disaster. Yeah.
0: So thankfully, that didn't happen when the bike was rolling, because that would have been a lot more serious. Yeah. But... <laughs> You know, I,
1: I rode Spamla to um, Las Vegas before in a couple times, right? Yeah, I guess a couple times. Um, and it was November, which is when it's usually pretty windy there. And I had to draft semis into town yep. because when, they, when yep, you definitely. pass a semi, mm-hmm. uh, I would be able to go really – you know, faster than them when I'm on their lee side or whatever the side's blowing the wind out. Right. You know, there's no wind. It's like you're in a vacuum. Yeah. And then as soon as I was hit the front, yep. they – put off a massive, like, wind shear. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They are just, like, moving massive amounts of air around these big old square front ends. And even if they're not, like, 100% square, they're, quote, aerodynamic for a semi. Yeah. Uh, they're still displacing tons of air. And it literally, I would get shot out to the side when I hit totally. the front of there. So standing still, uh, yeah, I could see how that would just be, like, a blast. Well, that's
0: why I was getting anxious because, and I... Just so like listeners know a little bit about me, like I'm pretty fucking wild and crazy. Like I do, I just I don't usually have any fear.
1: She comes and does a podcast every weekend. Every <laughs> like week.
0: I I just I'll do I get on the motorcycle. It's like I just become this different person who's very just like. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, I
1: think they know from the first right, few right, episodes. Right, right. <laughs> but
0: that day, I and I very, I have ex, like anxiety attacks maybe like once every fifteen years. But I literally, my heart was pounding, and my palms <gasps> were getting so I was like, "This is not a good situation." I saw
1: a multi-thousand-pound vehicle well, bearing down on is you with like the wind. When we
0: were driving. Riding, like, the wind was blowing me around, and then, like you said, these semis were coming the opposite direction, and when one of those would pass me, the wind itself was, like, blowing me to the left, and then the semi would blow me to the right, and yeah. it was just getting so unpredictable. Yeah. And then it was getting later in the day, and that was, I think that was the the trifecta of what I told Ashley. I was like, no, because if we ride at night with all of these factors, it just you know and it's like out in the middle of nowhere you know i i just didn't want to risk it yeah but it's- well
1: and um and yeah you know the the weather your comfort level everything starts to become a factor at that point point. and uh it was a weird day you know i i mentioned that i i already mentioned it right i mentioned i i rode Spamla mm-hmm. in between rain showers because mm-hmm. she's bare metal right yep. and so i you know, going out there in the rain, even even slight dew will, will make her rest. <laughs> and so, even last night it rained, or it rained during the afternoon, dried up a little bit, enough for me to go out, and then it was raining again last night. Yep. Uh, it's supposed to rain Sunday, too. So. Yeah. And Monday, I'm sorry, Sunday, I was out as well in that part of the state, uh, heading out toward the desert and... I went to the dinosaurs in Cabazon. Nice, I
0: haven't which, been there. Uh, in so long, yeah. The last time I was there, featured was, in like,
1: Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure, and and what? what? Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Simone are up there in the dinosaurs. Yep. I was going to go in it. I had to pee so bad that I once I went to the bathroom <laughs> at the Mexican restaurant uh, right there by it. I didn't want to go back and go inside, but they're pretty pretty pimp. But dude, on the way out there, it's only in, like. It's, hour and 20 minutes, you know, I think it said an hour, 15 at first. Mm-hmm. And so on the VFR, because spamela I, I I assumed there was going to be rain. I saw that it was it was pouring here in the morning, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I didn't leave for a while. It cleared up around 11. And I think I left around 1, one thirty somewhere around there. And uh I didn't get out there till like 3. Mm-hmm. And it's because... I thought I'd be there at 2.30 max, right? But halfway out there, it started to pour down, and traffic became, uh, as you would expect in Southern California where it hardly ever rains, that traffic in May of all times of year when people are, like, coming home from, you know, getting out of college and coming home for the summer and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. uh, Traffic was crazy. Plus it was a weekend before – you know, Memorial Day and between Mother's Day. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people were like, we got to get out and do something this weekend. And the rain starts coming down. I'm not big. I've ridden in the rain, but I'm not huge on it. And so I was on the VFR too. And I've actually never ridden. It has never rained while I've ridden this thing, right? So uh, I was like, oh, this is new. Like splitting lanes, And I've never really been in, like, pouring rain like this before. So I don't have rain gear. I took my leather because I was like, dude, at least it has a rain liner Mm -hmm. in it. And uh, I'm going to take it. And I I know from wearing that thing before to the – I wear it up to the top of the crest on new year's every year mm-hmm. because that thing does not let any air get through. Yeah, And so I knew it was going to be cold because it has, it was raining all morning. And so I was like, it's going to be cold. And if it does rain, at least it'll keep the rain off me. And it poured for a good half hour. Mm. And then once I got out of it, it was just like dried up and it was nice. Yeah. And out in the desert, it didn't look like it was raining. And so I air dried. I took a video of my pants because I was like, oh, this will be funny. <laughs> They're all wet. They were soaked, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought my phone was going to quit working because I always keep it in my top pocket, yeah. my front pocket. And when you're riding on a motorcycle, that's right, facing exactly. up. So all the rain was just sitting on it. So yep. I thought my phone wasn't going to work. Um and then when I got there and I took a video of myself, my pants didn't look that wet. I mean the wet spot was had dried up just from my feet being out in the yeah. in the breeze, right? But they were damp. They they were still felt wet, and of course I had like waterlogged underwear that you couldn't see. Yep. But the actual like part that looked wet didn't look that bad. So I was like, I look like a baby complaining I about know. all this. But that's I'm why I didn't really take a video cold. of it. Yeah, because when
0: I t- I was like, I was I was writing the same yeah. time you were. Yeah. In the and it rain. was
1: really cold and wet out yeah. there.
0: And then when I got home, I was like, it doesn't look that bad, but my pants are dark, so it's hard to see. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But yeah, I was on on Saturday. I was pretty soaked too. My socks got all. What?
1: Dude, splitting lanes. Uh, the the I was on the ten, uh, going out toward the desert, and the ten out there is so narrow. First off, so splitting lanes kind of sucks when traffic's like panicking because it's raining. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> Also, we've been having so much rain here that the seams in between the lanes has grass and shit growing. So, you know, sometimes when you're riding on the, you're riding on those seams, but they're usually together. This one was a good like three inches to four inches wide with grass growing. And I was like, dude, I'm sketched out even just to, Crossed yep. back and forth over it a couple of times. I don't want to ride on wet yeah. grass like with wet tires as it's coming down. And it got to the point where I could barely see,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it's because of all the rain getting kicked up from yeah. the tires made like a mist on the freeway. It was like a it was it was yeah that's how we were on sketch. the
0: six oh five and it yeah. was like that too on the way home. Dude, it was we sketch. Like Thirty minutes of really hard rain. Yeah, I I just put on my I always put on my emergency flashers. and then <laughs> Right. And just... You and your and fancy
1: newer bikes. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, like, and that uh, that night too, I had like two close calls. Um, somebody, I had left the I had green light and then I went and then this guy just out of nowhere just comes and make bus a left turn right in front of me. And I had to slam on my brakes mm. and I was like sketched out because it was so close It was just like... Too close for comfort. Yeah. When I have situations like that, because of my last accident, and like I have all of the memories from it, because my first accident I don't have any memories from. Hey,
1: yeah. I think you got PTSD from that.
0: Yeah, I did. And so when it happened... I, just my body goes into like this weird like I'm preparing for the pain, yep. and so like I brace it, and I'm just imagining all of these things happening and Your like fight the or flight, yeah, is exactly. in full effect. But like my the whole it just puts me in a state when that happens, and so I was just it took me like ten minutes to like get back calm because yeah. it was so close. I was just like You're that close, huh? Yeah, it was gnarly, and so <laughs> that's crummy.
1: Yeah, I was very fortunate that. Uh not that I can remember I have a terrible memory anyway but I mean I, I I'm sure I felt kind of uh vigilant going through traffic at the you know cuz I was splitting lanes in the rain there was no way I was going to sit there and not split yeah. lanes when it's pouring mm-hmm. I thought it was hailing at one point too and I think it's just because the rain was coming down so hard because yeah. I was looking, I was like, oh my God, it was so loud on my helmet. And I'm looking down. I didn't see any white balls, but it was raining so hard I really couldn't see that good yeah. either. And so I was like, damn, dude. And so I'm like splitting lanes. And the faster I went, uh, I was wearing the icon motorsports helmet that uh, Wiggins gave me, the air Fly, I believe Flight, it is. Yeah. And so the the wind is amazing on that thing. It's so it makes it so clear. It just like cleans Literally. itself. Yeah. Nice. And so it was super nice having that thing on. It's really quiet and tight to my head how I like. Um, <clears throat> I hate squishy cheek pads and this thing's super tight. So yeah. I think it kept the wind noise down and it kept the warmth in mm-hmm. and so which really counted and it didn't fog up so i was pretty stoked so that,
0: that helmet doesn't get a lot of wind noise
1: no like, yeah, and i forgot it. i didn't have earplugs with me and so it's like oh damn i'm gonna be on the road for a good two i was on the road for about four hours because yeah. it did it, instead of an hour to get out there because of the rain and the speed of the traffic and of course i slowed down when it started pouring right. i'm not gonna split you know keep doing 70 or 80 Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: hashtag 80 mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. on the freeway but um you know, I was slowing down way far too, and and splitting lanes at that point, and I was we were probably doing like twenty miles an hour. Cause yeah. It was coming down so bad, you could I really couldn't see. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it'd be, be dumb to go faster than that. But <clears throat> pardon me, but yeah. So the rest of the way out there, when it was clear though, yeah, Holland Booty, that thing, um, the wind noise ain't too bad. I mean. It's not great. It's not like silent, like you have your right. ear, earplugs in, but <laughs> yeah, at the same yeah, time, yeah. it's not too bad. So I was stoked. But I, it was, it was weird, weird weather, and it has been weird weather. And this isn't a weather podcast but dang it like we're we were just talking about how wet it's been all winter and now it continues. We usually get like a little June gloom where it gets like maybe this, cloudy. This
0: month is usually sunny yeah. and like um, getting toward the 90s
1: days. already, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like bikini and beach season officially, yeah. you know? And and this year it's still like second winter. Well, yeah. it's funny because in February or early March there was a couple, like, 90-degree days. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, oh, yep, California yeah, uh, yeah, springs yeah. here. I
0: know. It was a tease because I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, summer's here. And it's you know, been, California, like, so summer. cold
1: and windy and rainy <laughs> the past couple – like, it's, it hasn't been – Warm here. It's been sunny and bright a couple of days, but unless you were standing in the sun, it wasn't warm. So yeah. it hasn't been typical weather, which is unusual because it, yeah, it's
0: been very unusual. I've
1: never had a podcaster's challenge where I was like, dude, I have to wait for it to quit raining to go out, you know? And mm-hmm. this year is the first year for that. <laughs> so uh, it's pretty exciting. I do like the fact that you, um, had a crazy rad tip over and yeah, uh, that
0: was hilarious. Yeah. It was, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Hilarious. Just now. the way that it happened, <laughs> it felt like I was in a movie or something.
1: That and your wind and all your crazy stuff that happened, uh, at least gives us something adventurous to talk about, which is why most of the reason why I love the podcasters challenge every year. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to do something for our team, for everybody on our team. Last year, I didn't really get to. You know, we had Chad out, too. Chad uh, People are breaking left and right. Nerissa's bike broke, like, the first week, and she had to ride a bicycle around.
3: <laughs> Chad's
1: Ducati just went down this week. Oh, so no. I feel like the creative writing curse hasn't hit me this year because I'm having too much Not fun. But it's hurting everybody else. Yeah, it's like, oh, now you're going to get this and that. So I hope team creative writing stays on top and stays... Um, You know, there's a lot of other great, good competitors out there. I haven't been keeping a track of what all the other teams are getting. And I ought to be honest, I don't know even what people on our team have got. But I guess I can look when they update this uh, thing Mm -hmm. and see who got what. But, yeah, I want to do something for our team after the... Uh, the challenge is over it might take like a couple few weeks and we'll have a funny little episode that we can all maybe do a call in and talk about it <laughs> but um but yeah man i want to talk about it because it seems like everybody's been having an interesting year to say the least uh yeah, totally. with weird stuff that's just been happening it's not normal for this type of year yeah. for any of us um yeah are you we're we're running we had a really good interview uh anything else crazy happening
0: no, just uh, living life, working living on that life. damn Triumph tiger. Yeah, I, I ordered a bunch of parts for the Triumph. I ordered all the gaskets for the clutch. I had opened up the clutch and the plates look fine. Like they look, there was like two of them that were kind of burnt a little bit. Yeah, we were talking but about it that. It didn't look too bad. So. Did you
1: uh, use Scotch Brite on them or anything? Um, they're to soaking back up? in oil.
0: Oh, okay. They don't look like too messed up, like the surface of it. So if I need to hit it with scotch brite, I will. But they're soaking in oil, and I'm just waiting for the gaskets to come in. <coughs> and then me. once once the gaskets come in, I'm just going to button it back up and then yeah. throw on some new uh, order-to-brake rotors and some brake pads. Oh, yeah. And so I'm going to try to convince Ashley to let me ride it with those, those upgrades. But she still's like, oh, you need to do the suspension and all the other stuff. So wait,
1: what do you need to do on this? Just the leaky fork seals? Uh, yeah, they're a dude, bit leaky. dude. As long as you're not, yeah, doing dank hoolies and driving over, like taking it up to 80 it for <laughs> hours on end, you should be fine they, just cruising they, around, when around I town. Took
0: it for a test ride. It didn't feel that bad to me. Yeah. like I've had, I've ridden on a busted like massively busted fork seal on my Harley and Where, you can tell yeah. like that thing would wobble all yeah. over the place. So it's not it's not that bad. Yeah. But definitely the brakes once I get the brakes dialed in, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna use it some days. Yeah. But it's not really a commuter bike, so I don't think I can commute in it. It's way too wide.
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe a long-distance commu- – not commuting, well, like then, I guess. Well, just like for maybe the days, like on Saturdays and, yeah. that I
0: work, I would probably take it on a Saturday because it's a lot chiller on yeah. the freeways, usually. <laughs> Knock on <laughs> wood again. On We're doing a
1: lot of wood knocking De- tonight.
0: Depending on the time you leave. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm excited uh, that you're getting that thing dialed in. I've been seeing a lot of stuff. Um seems like a lot of people are getting into dirt right now. It's kind of the new hipster – well, let's not say new hipster because people have been taking <laughs> – you know, since the scrambler thing took off about what's uh, like already been like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are kind of getting back to dirt and getting back to, you know, just taking off and, and hitting place that you get away from traffic and people and go camping and shredding your bike. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see there's so many places in California that you guys can go and take that. They just, um, Butler Maps, I believe, is yep. the ones who just released the California BDR map. Yep, yep,
3: yep, I saw Guess that. Guess
1: what? The California BDR was always there.
0: It's just <laughs>
1: someone made a map and said, hey, look at this new thing we did. And it's yeah. like, dude, that was always there. But Yeah,
0: my friend, he was telling me that there's like this trail that is like a, be- it's all off-road trails that I think you can take out. I think he said, Arizona or Vegas or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's all off road from, from yeah. California. Yeah.
1: When you do the LA b v which I think we sh- I was just going to mention, we should do that this year with your bike. Thing is, it's on, um, it's always on Thanksgiving Saturday, I think, mm-hmm. the Saturday after Thanksgiving or the Friday. And it goes from LA, they drive out to Barstow, you check at Barstow, and then you, go- you drop off the map, mm-hmm. uh, the paved map. And you end up in Vegas, and it's this back, you know, it is. It's all off-road nice. uh, to Vegas. Yeah. And there's a couple times where you pop back on to civilization to get fuel right. and food, right. and then you pop back out. Like, you ride into wherever the closest gas station yeah. to this dirt is, you know, and then you ride back out. And, yeah, you're b- basically off-road for the two days
3: yeah
0: whatever. we have gas cans I think we have like most of the the camping supplies we just need to get like a smaller tent yeah that's more portable but once we get that stuff man it's on because I am so ready to do yeah like, an adventure like yeah
1: that. hey listen there's there's some even closer than that so we'll we'll get it figured out that's this is my uh la to the hinterland challenge mm-hmm. that I want to mm-hmm. do uh we should make that part of it and I'm just right. I'm excited that you got that thing already like so close to being, yeah. Is yeah. it is it registered and everything?
0: Uh, yeah, it's registered. Wow. I think the only thing I need to do is is throw some insurance on there.
1: Yeah, done that. Yet. You don't need to, <laughs> in California, it's a highly advised. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited that you guys that you're getting that thing going. I'd really love to start um after this challenge, uh, you know, chill and be able to start doing some bike stuff too to spamla spamla needs a rebuild I mean she has she's on the original piston and uh like all the cylinders and everything I've changed the gaskets oh
0: I already have I have a challenge that we have to do mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna be a slow race but it's oh, gonna yeah, be on boom. a street that I have chosen oh geez specifically because I ride on it frequently okay. and it is basically a pothole city <laughs>
3: Rad. (laughs)
0: And I want, and it's like not super busy, but a lot of um, during weekdays, uh, like a lot of it's just basically kind of like a a big rig depot area. Yeah. And there's a lot of warehouses and stuff. So they don't really like keep the road paved very well but I think we should do And on s-
1: weekends, it sounds like it might be empty.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, uh, it, and it, there's like a good straightaway, and we definitely have to do a slow race yeah. on
1: it. Yeah, because- dude, I used to be able to slow race <laughs> oh. the hell out of Spamila. I, my, the whole, my challenge with her is, and the VFR is really stable. Uh, you know, you got four cylinders kind of centrifugally keeping you up or whatever, right? And uh, that thing is really good at slow speeds, but I haven't really slow raced it, but Spamila... My goal, my entire goal of even riding that bike is that every stop sign or stoplight I come to don't put your feet that's down what I do. even if it's like five I minutes do that. long that's
0: what i do i try I, I do that all yeah. day every day yeah. all day long like dude I've this will be exciting it. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah that'd be fun so let's I'm, do it
0: yeah i because i've ridden on that street and i was just like you know what we need to do a slow race yeah. on the street because she it needs to be
1: so rebuilt crowded. but she can do a slow race her <laughs> the thing is is like the, the clutch has been feeling really weird hmm. Spamly used to pop wheelies believe it or not <laughs> and now when i let out the clutch there's like a little bit of rotation before it hooks mm-hmm. and i'm trying to figure out um it almost feels like a drive damper or chain lash but it's not it's in the clutch somewhere so I, I it, it probably needs to be adjusted you know yeah. and uh i can't remember i just changed the plates um i mean it's been within a year i think but sometimes you, you just take them out you need to adjust the clutch a little bit and yeah. throw it back in and and uh all that so i might just have to need to do that but yeah like slow racing with a crummy clutch is never fun, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, that'd be fun. Um, the escape from LA challenge. Uh, I really do want to figure that out for this year sometime. And Darwin from law tigers gave me a great idea, uh, and kind of solidified the idea that I've already had about doing it. Um, also of man's coming up this weekend. of man's qualifying starts, I think the 25th and it goes for a week and then they race for a week. And then the classic TT and the Manx G <clears throat> the Manx, uh, TT happens a few weeks after that. So I really want to talk about the Isle of man. We're not going to have time to do it on this episode again, Yeah. even though I prepared massive notes for it. <laughs> um, but I do want to talk about it next week since it will be the big racing weekend. And, uh, one of my favorites, Michael Dunlop, I've been watching this guy for a few years, coming back to contest it. Him and John McGuinness, I think, are on the same Tyco BMW team, um, and of course, all the cool people on the TTX Zero um, GP. The G, what do they call it? The TTX GP, something like that. They used to call it the TTX Zero or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's a zero emissions electric bikes race. And oh, they're going
0: to do the Island Man too?
1: Yeah, They've been. Since 2007, oh, okay. they've been doing that. Oh, okay. And uh, But John McGinnis, again, with Mugen, he's been riding Mugen since, like, 2012 or something like that. Um, and so I just want to see, now that Harley's got some stuff, if they, they're not going to go over it. I highly doubt it. But, you know, I just want to see. Um, it's one more thing to be excited about. Yeah. Especially if Energica has this Moto E that's going on, too. Um, I just want to see if they take an Energica over there. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, they might not this year. They might have to do the manx, which is kind of where you get your uh, familiarity and learning and license to in order to be able able to do the TT. But yeah, we'll talk about that another time. J dog.
0: Sounds good because I want to get into it because I don't know that much about Isle of Man stuff. so yeah. I gotta educate myself.
1: Dude, honestly. road racing in general, and uh, I don't mean road racing on a circuit like uh, GP style, World Superbike style. I don't mean that type of they call that road racing but I mean actual road racing it's hardcore yeah. uh, I, I mean I've stuff. seen
0: videos of the Isle of Man, and like they're always oh, gnarly yeah. and so rad because I'm just like damn yeah. they're like hitting those curves and,
1: yeah like, and then hit. hitting the curbs they <laughs> hitting the walls yeah, yeah.
0: It, and it's, there's like you said there's like no shoulder or anything yeah. it's just like this very narrow um, area
1: yeah and the uh, penalty for failure is quite extreme. There's some pretty crazy crash bids, um, and it's one of slash uh, they call it one of the most dangerous races in the world but I think it's the most publicized is probably why. There's plenty of other crazy road races. If you ever watch the Northwest 200 being one of them I think they do another race there called the Southern 100 which is on the Isle of Man course but it's like 100 miles I think um and uh, they they race them on the Isle of Man course. They, ha- they also have different uh, courses that they do. It's not always the mountain course. But, um, yeah, they actually road race quite a bit in Europe and in Asia. Um, I think they used to do it on Macau. If you check out the Macau Grand Prix from way back in the 80s or 90s is the last time I remember seeing I, I I've lost track. I mean, I, I don't get TV anymore so I don't know if it comes on but that was another one where there was a bunch of Armco and K-Rail and like yeah you really if you crash you're up against like there's no runoff it was like racing through corridors through cities it was pretty pretty gnarly stuff so yeah real real road racing on real streets is pretty intense and um this is the season when it happens man even our own pikes peak is the closest that we'll come to it here but um but yeah all the stuff's getting underway uh i got a hell of a lot of editing to do you got anything meaningful um Significant. <laughs> keep it groovy. What the hell? All right, everybody. Well, that's us. Don't forget to leave us a review in iTunes and SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, Ogbean, Doddcast Overcast, Pocketcast, uh, Shrimpcast, and all the other casts. And just tell your friends about us. You know, you don't even have to leave us a review. Just say, "Hey, do what Matthias did. I heard about you from somewhere. I'm going to give you a listen." And that's all we ask for. And then check us out on all the social medias. And until next time, hamburger. Hamburger helper. Hamburger helper. (laughs) Bye.